The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Support us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. You can support the show. And in turn, you also get other benefits. We've been doing some Patreon-only podcasts. We give early rally access. We have a dirt racing league, a bunch of other stuff over on Patreon. And when you sign up, we give you a free sticker pack, DWA sticker pack, with some exclusive DWA stickers that aren't available to the public. A lot of fun stuff over there, and it helps support the show. So cruise over to patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, and we'd really appreciate it. This episode of the Driving While Awesome podcast is brought to you by radforsale.com, the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And we're joined by two special guests from none other than bid nerds themselves. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Michael T. One of the bid nerds, co-host of the bid nerds <laughs> with my partner. John Polnick. Oh, wow. Sad Mr. Energy. <laughs> wow. So you guys are going all pukey and hey, how's it going? Hey. And uh, WNBC. <laughs> classic broadcasting voice uh, yep. coming to you live from the Good Nerd <laughs> Station in the Wrigley Building. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I'm taking, just... uh, that's a compliment on my side, <laughs> professional broadcast voice. Um, so we are coming to you live from the Wrigley Building as our intro has been lying to you for yeah. a fucking year and a half. Yeah. Is uh, recorded live from the Wrigley Building, which is no, absolutely not live true. to SD card. Yeah, live to SD card from the Wrigley Building. But this time it's true. We are back at the studio. It feels good. And we are with two of our buddies. Uh, JP has been on the podcast before, so we're not going to pay Multiple him times. Any. We're paying him no attention today, but I think he'll still get in his, his licks. But uh, we're here with Mike Deeb. Mike, how are you? Good man, first Good. timer. Yeah, live to SD card is like fresh frozen. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah. Freshly frozen. Like, are these clams fresh? They were fresh when we put them in the can. You know? They were fresh <laughs> when they came out of the ocean. Yep. But now it's on an SD card. Yeah. So Deeb, uh, Deeb is joining us, and we've been trying to make this happen for a while. So thanks for coming. Oh, dude, uh, like super stoked to be here, and and especially on the heels of. Radwood, which was just what three days ago, four days ago. I still got my little yeah. neck going. You look at that. See, oh, dude, fine. my my I legs are like peeling. Fried. <laughs> I got fried. Yeah. It's funny. It'd be hotter and sunnier in Las Vegas, 
and it would take longer to burn. But here, like there's always a little haze and I'm trying to explain to JP, like you mm -hmm. gotta get some block on because even if it looks overcast, you'll you'll fry. Oh, it's yeah. weird, deceptive sun being in NorCal. Yeah. But uh, the weather was great. The true. show was great. And and to be here now and then the rally this week, like I feel we feel like well, honored guests. A lot of this stuff going on. Yeah, on. The, this is Radwood royalty right here. You get to be on the <laughs> podcast for sure. In between your two comeback events. I know. Holy hell. I yeah, know. we are fresh what on the I heels. Do? Fresh on the heels of Radwood NorCal 2021. Um, I guess we should probably start there a little bit. Although as per uh, new format of the show, we dive a little bit and then we go to questions. So I don't want you to get too comfortable. Who's questions? We got questions well, from Instagram for you fools. You guys, I mean, speaking of comfortable, you guys have been doing this show from home for a while. Yeah. This whole year. And this is the first one back in the studio. I was kind of hoping that you would wear pants. Uh, no. So I'm, we're, we're a little disturbed by that. And I, I just want to remind you that you're not at home It's anymore. hard to break old habits, you know? I, uh, maybe you should just get into, uh, you know, being the yeah. pros that so you, you want are. us to change. No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't like it or anything like that. I'm I'm just... Like Donald I'm, Duck. Oh, dang. Did I say that with the outside voice <laughs> yeah, again? Yeah, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it is, I don't think this is our first one back in the studio, but it's definitely not... Uh, I think it's the first one with this, with guests. Yes. Is that right? Because you and I have done one... Yeah, At it would be point. the if Art was here, it would be the first like full right. crew one and stuff. But yeah, so we're not that Warren special. and I have done. No, you're very special. Art, would, Art wouldn't climb down out of his Santa Clara, San, San Carlos ivory tower. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> Couldn't get him out, but uh, we're working on it. I, I haven't met him yet, so I'm not sure if he really exists. Is he like Hobbs? You're oh wow, friend? you've never met Art. No idea. He was uh, he was actually there right when we pulled in, so we said, "What's up?" He wore a pink hat. Yeah, he always no. wears a pink. No, hat. we saw him. We saw him. I'm just, I tease, I tease, but yeah. I don't know him like I know you guys. Yeah, that's right. probably because sure. he hasn't been on <clears throat> our show. That's I know, right. yeah. which is a pretty amazing show. I, we'll get to that later. But it uh, is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Thank you. It's Keep incredible. it coming. It's incredible. <laughs> It's a winning endorsement. I don't that's even understand how anybody how would bother do it. doing it, basically. That's what's <laughs> no. Sweet. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, until then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to dabble with some questions? Are you guys ready? I know. We got some specifically to you guys, I think. Did you guys write the what? questions did or questions did your kids write us? the questions? Yeah. No, we asked them on Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, people uh, chimed in. So. <laughs> and people, so the first question, what is a bid nerd? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did you call you it bid nerd? Why is a bid nerd? Why is a bid nerd? That's the most common question. That yeah. Was, yeah, of the three, that was the most common. Yeah. <laughs> Is it related to Geek Squad? That's the first question. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, well done, Warren. Even, even if that wasn't squad, real, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not real. All right, Geek let's squad. get to it. Uh, Bobby Reed with the cars. So this is on Instagram. If anyone's listening that wants to chime in with questions every week, we post uh, for questions. So please chime in there. Uh, Bobby Reed with the cars. What's up, Bobby? He says... Is there a car you wish you had jumped on before the recent spike in prices? I'd been eyeing $12,000 E24s before the market erupted. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, yes. E24 is a 5 Series BMW, right? It's a 6 Series. 6 Series, thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking E28. I think I confused yep, the two were. platforms, but actually the platforms are probably pretty similar. Just one's a coupe, one's Florida, exactly right? Yeah. yeah. So I was There's half so right. Cars in this question, right? I mean, any car that you've been uh, you were looking at prior. I mean, 996s would be the perfect example. Yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's probably 996 GT3s have doubled oh, in value. Yeah. 
So C4Ss have gone up like 80%. C4Ss, 996s. 997s with a manual. 997s with manuals. But they haven't yeah. doubled. I mean, they've, no, they've, that's, yeah. they're way high. Um, any 997.2, those were kind of expensive before, but now they're really impossible. Yeah. Uh, we we're, haven't checked the checked the results for today's. That yeah. We did review one today. It's two, If you're listening to this later, we reviewed a uh, 2010 997.2 with an arrow kit. Arrow kit yeah. And that would be Manual. Tuesday uh, is when it went yeah. live. So, and, and you also like part of that representation, not just that the that the market is hot or the or the generation of the car is hot, but dot twos. There's fewer of them because of when they were produced. The economic most, crash, exactly. right? Yeah. In 2008, so there, yeah. there's a strong reason for that. But nine nine sixes have just kind of like Phoenix. They've risen up from the but ashes. But you wish. You got yes. any of them besides the GT3? Are you kidding? Oh, how about a turbo? How about oh a, yeah, turbos. How about right. a 996 turbo? Hold on though, the turbo turbos is not, aren't that turbos much more. Haven't gone. I mean, yeah. turbos have gone up. They have not at a percent. They haven't so gone up like close. the normal 996. Two yeah. years ago, you could have got a nice turbo. Like a you could have got 45. a turbo for 30, 35, yeah. and then you could have got a nice one for 45. And that car today is 60, 80 grand. Yes, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I got that car. Yeah, yeah. Two for years sure. ago, I'd be rocking that thing. I wouldn't be considering selling it. Boxers, boxers, yeah. So there are some cars that really haven't seen big, huge increases. Um, the transaxle cars, for some reason, you know, the 944 remains yeah, the best sorry, value Lane. in Porsche. <laughs> I don't uh, care. I'm not yeah, selling yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but, just a car but it's weird know. that there's like, like everything else is built equity. Sorry, JP, mm -hmm. but uh, your your car has not. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's still not during a, this a little boom. But they have mm -hmm. been constantly going up. Like a there, good a good NA 944 now mm -hmm. is a, like. A, a nice one you're looking at 12 grand yeah. 12 to 12 right. to 18 for a good car or where, more where actually, it was seven but. or eight before right yes. or six or eight or something yeah, like that. yeah 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 so that's fair but yeah. but i think that that increase has happened gradually over that's the what i'm saying it hasn't happened with yeah. this like this boom that happened in the last Since eight spring. months yeah, yeah. Uh, basically in the last three four mm -hmm. call it eight months i mean really the big hockey stick increase in values has happened in the last three to four months uh, basically since April and it's been a little bonkers. Um, but unfortunately 944s have not enjoyed that. Yeah. It's weird because like all the Volkswagens that we love, all the, you know, the Mark II Corrados and, Corrados and stuff, yeah. they're just not going up. They're yeah, not, I, I mean, people just aren't buying them. Yeah. Here's, here's another fun one. Uh, because I wasn't sure if I, when, when JP invited me to be on the show, I wasn't sure if he'd let me do Italian cars because I know how hardcore he loves Porsches and Volkswagens. Um, but I've selected a bunch of gated Ferraris, mid-engine V8s essentially, right? Yeah. And occasionally a 12-cylinder. And we've seen those cars since we started doing the show last September, like with, with some fervor. Uh, those cars have gone through the roof. 355s is double. 355s, F430, an F430 with a manual and reasonable miles and let's say a, not in dire need of a belt service is now, they're, they're close to coops 200. Are, <laughs> coops, are, coops are over 200. Wow. And spiders are 250. We're talking, you know, sub 20,000 mile cars. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it yeah. used to be that a Scuderia at 170 to 200 grand was the gold standard for an F430. And these other cars were over 100. And now, Scuderias are still $190,000, $200,000 cars, and the gated counterparts with less yeah. power and less suspension and less brakes awesome. and all that are superior money. That's crazy. crazy. 355s, a fantastic car, because I think it's the first one with a flat plane crank. They wail. When you open that car up, you feel like you're an F1 car. It's amazing. Can, Can't touch them. Can I jump in here just real quick? Because I'm guessing most podcast. people don't know what the hell Bid Nerds is. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll skip that till later. No, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah just, is, just so people know, cause we're talking about all these cars, right? I mean, what we do on the bid nerd shows, it's the daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiasts. Yep. 
auction sites, including Rad or Rad for Sale. So, but so when Deep says he selected cars, I just kind of oh, wanted yeah. to point. you know point that out is that what we do is we will select five cars every day and we'll make a prediction as to what we think those cars will sell for when the hammer hits the auction uh, the the sound card at the end of their auctions. Yeah. So. Deeb tends to pick most of the cars, and half the time I don't know what the hell they are, uh, which is probably <laughs> but you still like, do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he chooses second, but that's another story. Yeah. I thought this was bid nerds, and you guys invited us down oh, to do it from your yeah, studio. Yeah. And you were our guest. We on took our show. over the name, actually. You that's guys are what, out. Oh yeah, so, yeah. We didn't sorry. trademark it. Yeah, My bad. but you uh, should have done that. <laughs> so yeah, you guys do that every day, and that, and therefore you guys obviously on following YouTube. the market. Yeah, and it's on YouTube every day, and it's on podcast platforms as well, Spotify yeah. and all that. Now, yeah. now you guys start doing that, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we we'll we'll make our predictions. We've been following every you know the the trends that's going. All the cars are going up in value in some at some level or another. But how much? There are certainly Except some Lane's cars car. that are way more. <laughs> like Mike just said, all the uh, all the F cars with the manual gated transmissions. Uh, unbelievable. We actually don't use P car or F car here at the podcast. Good. So if you want to just yeah, I, I kind of hate that term as you well. You don't have to use it. I'm going to uh, say right now. I'm getting yeah. It, yeah, I don't like the P car so, thing because it wasn't a it wasn't a term that I used growing up, like being into Porsches. And now all these, I feel like the noobs are using it, mm. and it's like one of those lame things. You're like, that's not what they're called. Like no one called them that. You know? Yeah. True confession, Lane. Did you ever in your life refer to it as a Porsche? Yeah. 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 I'm uh, one of those people that doesn't give a shit. Oh, that's funny. I don't understand. Like, what? why can you not, like, shorten a word? When they is do that, in England. Since they shorten when, everything. Yeah, everyone, everyone in England calls it a Porsche. Right. And since everything. when is it a crime to call, like, something to give a slang to a car, right? Yeah. Like, you call a BMW a Beamer, right? <laughs> it's not, like, you call, I don't know. We always shorten words and we yeah. abbreviate things. It's Nike not. made a new alternate jersey for the Giants, yeah. and on the hat it says San Fran. And everybody in the oh, city people losing, hate losing their mind because I thought they, nobody calls it San Fran if you're from San Francisco. Yeah, but they, you like Frisco, right? Or no? I, well, nobody does, but the biker gangs always did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so Frisco is so acceptable. About, San Fran isn't. What about calling a Lotus a spree and a spirit? Oh, I mean, that's uh, kind yeah. of bug you. That's I mean, that was that girl's clothing line. Porsche, but Porsche. Porsche is literally this. You're just leaving out the E. It's a short, shorter version. So you're, you're actually okay with it. If it's, if it's fewer syllables. You're, well, you're, yeah, you're saying it the mm. correct way. You're not calling it a harsh or a pre Well, Lane always says Ferrar too. Yeah. yeah we're, we're used to that. <laughs> well, you could call it a Porchy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, would that bug you? Well, I do think that people have called them Porsche for, since the company exists, probably. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been a slight, it's been a short, I think it's, it's been the way people, you just know, a dialect so. issue. Mazda RX-7 Turbo 2 that looked like a 944. Remember that car? Yeah, of course. Best vanity plate ever. Poor-ish. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I have a, what's his name? Porsche Punks, um, Jay. Yeah. He gave me a shirt and it's like the, it's the BMXer and it's, it has a 944 and it's Porsche. P O O R. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wasn't there wasn't there a Chinese knockoff shirt going around the internet that that uh, everyone makes fun of that says like you know it's from Taiwan or someplace and it was spelled like that? Or oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love very to rock fitting. one of those T-shirts if I could find one. Yeah, that's that's good. Good. Hugo Bass. PCA event. Like go to. <laughs> oh, and it's very you know? incognito. It looks like it's supposed to be legit, right, yeah, but they totally just like misspelled right, it. But it's, but it's spelled. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that would be so great. Yeah. Have all the pleated pants guys just have a heart attack uh -huh. as you walk. That's a Camaro thing. People spell Camaro wrong a lot 
What's that? Good way to thin out exactly. the Exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Camro. Cam- yeah, Cam-ro. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike Otati asks, uh, any slow cars going on the rally? If I bring something not so speedy nor reliable, will I be leading up the rear on my own? Dude, I'm bringing my E30. There's yeah. not much slower than what that. What do you say? Not so speedy. And what was the last part? Or nor reliable. Nor reliable. I think can we just guess what that car is? Well, you know he's what been it is. teasing oh, the right. turbo, uh, oh, boy. the Bentley <laughs> Turbo R, but I don't know what he's going to bring. It could be a Mercedes 123. Yeah. If it's slow and unreliable, I'm guessing it's English, right? It's yeah. got to be, right? Or, I bet it's Turbo R. Yeah, 123s are reliable, right? <laughs> it's got to be the Bentley Turbo R, which, uh, Mike, if you're listening to this, I know this is like, the day you're coming to the rally, probably bring the Bentley. Turn around, get the Bentley. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> bring the Bentley. We've yeah. never had one on the rally. I want to see it. Um, but no, there's there's slow cars <laughs> Great going. Great award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's other uh, similar cars to an E30 in speed. Turbo R is probably just as fast, not as nimble, but not quite. My little Kazi could probably be in the same group as you, right? Uh, yeah, your Kazi is probably faster. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, the nut yeah. behind the wheel. You have 180 horsepower, 60. 69 or something. Or 62 or oh, 63. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like the same. He has that's 160. HP Envy. Otherwise, I'm having trouble thinking of other cars that are coming on the rally that are I can't be think of any similar. cars that are coming on the rally. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the fire is everybody staying home, right? I, hey, the message. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you have a plan for that? You. Do you guys know you. what to do if any roads are, are closed? I don't know Dude, what we, we're going to do. Yeah, do we get DWA fire extinguishers? Yeah, no, we just we fly little planes around instead. Come no, just on, dude. drive into the smoke, the hold onto powder? the wheel, don't be a... Let's yeah. See, What's the red go. powder they drop out of the planes? What's that oh, called? Right. Napalm. Is Na- napalm? Is that what for fire retardant? No wonder the flyers are so bad. Like yeah. some napalm. guy with a tank. That, I just like, wonder oh, if that's right. going to hurt the finish on my Mercedes. You know? Oh, it might. Yeah. <laughs> Cal Speed says, no question, but I wanted to say thank you for the amazing event. My son, who was on stage, made fun of me after saying that I was so nervous and kept trying to take the mic from that guy, which is Lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. You're welcome. He won best uh, or raddest... Motorcycle. motorcycle at the event with which, his which bike uh yamaha F- rzrr oh it's two stroke yes yeah that's cool i, yeah. I want to know why my maserati didn't win best maserati it did we left too early yeah <laughs> radis maserati i think it did win that <laughs> yeah jp was bragging when we got there we we walked the show after some there was guys, no Maserati. and he goes dude this is awesome i was like why he goes I have the only Maserati here. And I said, well, hang on a second. There were six Maseratis registered and yep. five of them broke down exactly. on the way. <laughs> they all tried to make it there, but they, they couldn't. It's hilarious. The milk in that joke all week. <laughs> uh, Brickyard one Garage. More one more time. time. Come on. On the rally. Brickyard Garage says, uh, thank you guys for entertaining my previous questions. Love the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Don't have one for you this week. Just wanted to wish everybody an awesome time on the rally this weekend. Nice. Cool. That away Brickyard. Do people like you guys? I don't know why. We love you guys. <laughs> Rocket Tiki Motorsports says, would it be acceptable to show up in a Volkswagen ID4 to the DWA Morning Motors due to lack of availability of the quote-unquote right cars to say my goodbyes on my way to Portland? Oh, yeah, he's moving. Well, yeah, that's uh, I think yes. that's acceptable. That car, is, that car is new enough where I haven't seen it and yet, interesting so I kind of want to check it out. But in yeah. three months, fuck you, Rocket Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, right probably, now you're good. They'll probably see a ton of them up in Portland too. Cause yeah. I, I bet you that's going to be the uh, flavor the of the Prius. month. Yeah. But yeah, he's moving up there. So I, I imagine his, he shipped his cars already. I see. Yeah, absolutely. ID4 is welcome. Any like new, new, interesting car would be welcome. But like you said, you give about a month yeah, and then yeah. it's, you don't have that long until that's like a car. Those that aren't all over the place already down here. I'm seen I've only seen like two in Santa yeah. Cruz. There's a ton of them in the Northwest. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. 
My friends uh, at uh, Auburn Volkswagen of uh, of Auburn. For Check shameless plug. For yeah. shameless plug. Yeah. How many minutes in? And Herzog Meyer in uh, in Portland. Check yeah. them out. Record time. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of those two dealerships should buy that Volkswagen 83. Beetle, that A3. Oh Beetle, yeah, yeah. 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 Check them out, Did that lock guys. Close? Or can we talk about that or no? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay, never mind. Um, we discussed it earlier. Oh, uh, Beruz, uh, have fun in Portland. We'll miss you. Yeah. Come on a rally sometime, or we'll put a rally on up there. How about that? Um, all right. Hi, hi. Forty-seven says. Hi, hi. Is it just a coincidence that there's a pricing boom for '80s and '90s cars as Radwood has become such a huge cultural movement? How does it feel knowing Radwood might have had a small impact on prices and demand for cars from those eras? It well, is not a coincidence. We're the pariahs. <laughs> the market always follows old dudes with disposable income. Yeah. Guys that are 40, guys that yeah. are in their 40s and 50s buy the cars they wanted when they were in their 20s and didn't have any money. Yep. So when your kids are out of college or you, you know, you're finally in disposable income uh, time, that's why 80s and 90s cars are so valuable. Uh, and all the 60s and 70s stuff is falling off. I mean, yeah. boomers, good luck. If boomers are retiring boomer car, from yeah. the car thing. Yeah. It's an well, easy, that, it's a, it's such an easy trend to follow, yeah. really. Like, yeah, but yeah. that that answer smacked of sociology. <laughs> I think you guys are absolutely tastemakers and people yeah. are But it's all you. about DWA, really. You know how many well, people are rocking rat for sale houses oh, this know. week? I mean, I've seen them everywhere. Well, I was thinking, uh, I would, like, I think I answered this on your guys' show when we did a little, we did a little live podcast yeah. at Radwood, and uh, m- my answer is the same as John said, but I think you know, we might've like pushed that a tiny bit forward or so, or just helped the movement a little bit, you know, like we gave a place, uh, we gave people a place to bring those cars. Therefore we made a little bit of a market, but, but it's inevitable that it's going to happen and happening, you know? And that's true. But I think you guys did more than that because people aren't just bringing the cars or or marking the cars on social media. They come to the event and they're dressed in the thing. They're, Mm -hmm. they're really reliving it. And it's just like pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. There are cars. There's another aspect to the thing too, and I think you and I spoke about it a little bit, little bit Lane. Is that there? There are two. There are two car enthusiasts. There's the nostalgic one, guys that are old, like you know me and Deep, uh, and then there's the kids who can't afford anything. Yeah. So they go out and buy what's cheap and make it cool. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, those kind of the I think like the mid to late '90s cars were in that bubble. For the longest time. Uh, E36s were worthless, you know, yeah. or any other kind of late eight, eight, late 90s sports car. The 964, which we've all seen in the last 10 years, go from bonkers, you know, 10 grand to right. To it was the st- you know, ugly stepchild to now the pinnacle of uh, air cool yeah. car, sure. So, you know, the kids make what's dumb and lame, they make it cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and frankly, I think you guys captured some of that youth culture. You guys seized on what was happening in that world where someone could make a 1994 Dodge Colt hatchback could make that hipster and cool. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. drive that to it. That was so cool about the first Radwood events was showing up and seeing all those cars that had not yet been appreciated. And frankly, a lot of us old guys hadn't seen anyone love, yeah. you know, for 20 years and there they yeah. are being and that, loved and put, and, and to piggyback up. again with the dress up thing, like it, you know, n- nobody would be surprised to see a guy wearing his eighties or nineties high school jacket. That it was his jacket at your event. Yeah. But when you see kids that are in their twenties, uh, girls crimping their hair and wearing leggings, you know, or the, whatever those 
uh, leg warmers. Yeah. Right? And then the guy's wearing acid wash jeans and like the uh, Miami Vice blazer, like a bright colored blazer rolled up at the sleeves. And they were with a boombox and the old cell phone. Yeah. And those guys showing up with the props and wearing it, that wasn't their style. I, I think that's rad. Yeah, I, yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. You guys, I don't know if are necessarily responsible for it, but you guys are like accelerant. Yeah, yeah that's, fire, what, and that's right? what I say. Yeah. It's just like yeah. you guys the saw started. what was happening and yeah. said, let's put a magnifying glass on yeah. that. Well, it's like yeah. Lane says, yeah. you know, you're giving them a reason to buy the cars and appreciate them, which then gives them purpose, right? Yeah. So without that, you just have collectors in their own little forums and bubbles. And, and now you're, you're ha you have an outlet. Right. Okay. And your mantra is the spirit of occasion, right? So everybody comes sense and let's occasion. celebrate it. Sense of occasion. Yeah. And you celebrate the sense of occasion, which is mm -hmm. really cool. So And variety too, and because you could have a show you could have a show mm -hmm. like this eighties and nineties for sports and supercars only, right? And that's mm -hmm. you're always gonna have uh, an audience for that. But then you have an Eagle premiere next to a Sterling. you know a, a That's Sterling. the craziest Doppel thing. Gamer. That's the craziest thing to me personally, because uh -huh. I'm I guess I'm just not that guy, but like there's like people bringing Chrysler minivans out, yeah. you know, yeah. and like buying these things. And yeah, but yeah, Chrysler. it's like my parents had a Chrysler minivan, but I'm never going to buy it. Yeah. Like, like I don't yearn to have my parents' 86 Voyager. Yeah. You guys had that GMC uh, Safari thing. Remember? When yeah. yeah. Kid? That was, Although that was kind of badass. But absolutely. Yeah. But again, <laughs> yeah. And it found it. I mean, that, that, yeah. that was the perfect place for that yes, car to go. Yes. Right? Yes. That was an awesome car. Seriously. My femur hurts says, my BMW E38 <clears throat> just popped its radiator. Getting a new radiator in installed on Wednesday. How stupid am I for taking it on the rally this weekend, knowing full well that I didn't do the rest of the cooling system <laughs> since I ran out of time? Is hopefully, that Brandon? <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. Hopefully, Haggerty can tow me like one of their French girls. Um, <laughs> so he he set up that little kind of uh, impromptu rally. rally. Did you guys um, go on that drive? Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. Great. So oh, cool. Shout out to him. He did a fantastic yeah. job setting that up. We had so much Big fun. fun. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. A very eclectic group of cars. Yeah. It was oh. the same route that you guys took me on. Uh, oh, for your show. For Porsche Road Trip. Yeah. Oh, Alice cool. is yeah. on down like it was a the skyline of 35 to 9 or whatever like that you're kind not of supposed stuff. to say the names of the roads yeah i got smacked it's illegal what what cars oh, are on the rally yeah. wait i want to hear a little Jeez, bit Warren, i thought you'd know that yeah <laughs> i want to hear a little bit about it there was a 16 it. valve Scirocco. there was a 993 c4 Tom there was yeah, yeah. Uh, a jaguar xk uh e? XKE? E, uh, convertible. convertible there was a e46 zhp um, convertible, convertible as yep. well. Uh, there was a Lotus Elise, three fifty six. There was an Elise with with a cool little exhaust that was crackling. Yeah, fire were behind it. Yeah. Yeah. There were neat cars, man. Nine twelve. Um, yeah, the three fifty six was a B convertible, or, yeah. or no, it was coupe. a coupe. Right? It was coupe. Yeah. What color was that? It was like a dark red. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and um, Yuri rocked the nine twelve and was keeping up with that nine nine three C four. Yeah, that nine nine three C four. Grandpa yeah, driving exactly. It's yeah, true. what does that, that tell you? I don't know what that. I don't know what that tells you. We did a good job. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a really cool group of cars. Great group of guys. Uh, awesome. Tons of fun drive. Yeah. Getting back fun to routes on those vague roads that never got yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Mountain <laughs> roads, tight roads. We call them narrow, <laughs> narrow roads, narrow roads. Getting back to his question, no, no other cooling system stuff done he hasn't owned this car very long so so obviously i mean it's a bmw so the impeller is gonna break into pieces <laughs> coolant the reservoir coolant reservoir the water pumps yeah definitely going out um and what else a, is there oh there's a gasket, the thermostat right? housing is definitely gonna fall apart those Anything are plastic with the gear right? in that car is a plastic gear right yeah just yeah that's why the yeah, the yeah well so, but yeah, like if we're going up to the sierras right 
and the car breaks down, theoretically, can't he just coast back down to the valley? Exactly. Good yeah. point. Oh, you're smart. Dude. Good point. That's why we have you here, dude. As a guy who's run Italian cars, gravity is an integral part mm-hmm. of your experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know how many times I've compression started a Fiat 124 Sport Coupe in reverse? In reverse. <laughs> in reverse. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Put it in reverse and just just put in, just let go of the brake, keep the clutch in, let it go. You're fired up, turn it around, and, and you're way you rock. Nice. All right. You hear that, uh, Brendan? Just put it in reverse, baby. <laughs> let that pop it out. Or I'll do it for you. Yeah. That automatic. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about going these rallies. Automatic? Oh, then he should it's stay. Seven, home. seven he should stay. Oh, yeah. He's, then yeah. he's, he's that effed. car is so long, it will like completely, the whole entire apex will be taken up with his car. I don't yeah. get around some of those corners. Oh, wow. Nice thing about these rallies is that we run in a pack, so we'll have plenty of people to push. So she'll be fine. All right. Uh, those bumpers, it's really easy to get behind that thing and that's push right, it, right? That's right. CHP can move them right off to the shoulder. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Snowplow. Um, Pav Elito says, would you rather bid on a nice Z4M, a 996, or a Cayman S? Assuming similar price point and daily driving, no track work. Awesome question. That's a great We've question. talked about that a lot. We have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, well, do you want me to answer the Z4? Well, we each have our own answer. Yeah. Well, the Z4 is the better car out of those three um, because if you're in the same pr- if you're talking about a a 997 or a 996 or a Cayman that's the same price as a Z4M. You're talking about a Mark One uh, in the Porsche variety, which means you're going to be left open to IMS issues and bore scoring and just all those terrifying things that kind of go along with early. Just a weaker example per price. Yeah, you know, per, per, uh, and you know the Porsche 996 is fantastic. It's such a wonderful car, but they are, you know, they're sketchy. they're a little sketchy and yeah. they're a little scared. They, look, they they do not exactly make it sleep well. Whereas the Z4M with the S54 BMW engine inlines, that thing is a firecracker. It is so much fun to drive. S54 over the S52. What's that? S54. No, S- they, they didn't, didn't make an M, S52. Only S54. Of the M coupe. That of was the Z4. Z3. Z3. Not, not three. Thank yeah. you. I see corrected. Uh, but you know that. Yeah, you, you, yeah you're on our show. Uh, it's hard for me to know anything because I don't have my laptop in front of me. You're a bit nerd. What a nerd. No, it's true. Yeah, so my answer is a little different. I think the Cayman S is the sharpest of those three as a foil. So if you're thinking about track days, you would have to consider that. He said that no tracking. He said no tracking. No tracking? All right, well, no track I didn't read the question. Um, so <laughs> then it, I, I think it's it's clearly subjective, right? But the obviously the more reliable car is the BMW. And if it if you're not like, if your image isn't wrapped up in the badge, that's a that's a great selection. Uh, but that 996 is going to be a, just such a fun car. If you if you handle the things like the IMS or whatever, the, whatever it needs, if you get out in front of that thing, then you can go enjoy the heck out of that car and you absolutely cannot or go wrong. Or if you don't care. Yeah. And yeah. and while the BMW is come off the needle and they're going up in value, the 996s are kind of going through the roof. So if you can, if you can rip one somewhere, find it on Craigslist instead of an online auction place, you're going to be happy you did. It'll yeah. be worth the investment. And I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Um, and if you're not going to the track, then I would, I would ignore the Cayman S. I mean, it's still a great back road car, but I think the other two are just more fun, more all around. Yeah. What do you think, Lane? I go K1S. Yeah. yeah I fair. think it's like, I think it bridges the gap. I think it's more <laughs> trustworthy I, than a 996. I, you and I together wouldn't fit in the Cayman S, I'm just saying. Well, hold <laughs> true, on. True. You think a Cayman S is more trustworthy than a 996? Yeah, don't you think? They had like less issues. Th- Absolutely those? not. No, they, no. No? In fact, they had more. Uh, they have oil starvation problems yeah. uh, because that engine's in the middle. They had a hard time getting 
the oil to where it needs to be. I guess I just haven't heard issues. of a lot of people with like blown engines in those. Uh, and yeah, so. they're, they, I, I they're, actually think they're worse. Really? What, what yeah, year first you, gen ones. What year do you get? Oh, first yeah. gen. So yeah. what year do you get out of the DFI yeah. or whatever? Yeah, right, yeah. The so that's 09. Give us a year for the uninitiated. Yeah, 09. 09. Okay, there you go. Yeah. 09 to 12 or 13 depending on which platform we're talking about. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I would have thought we're being the real business. Business. I don't know what my fucking answer is, and I but I, yeah. I I mean, Cameron's I more uh, preferable from a, from a driving standpoint. Yeah, it's a sharper tool. Yeah, yep. I would have thought with Lane too that they were more reliable, but I've only they're rarer. At least nine nine sixes seem to be more common around here in the used market, mm-hmm. um, especially that first generation. But uh, yeah. Well, the, the Cayman the Cayman S had the three point four, which is a great size engine, and in, in, as a mid engine car, it's fantastic. But the three six in a nine nine six dot two, um, that is this that is so much more fun car to drive if you have any kind of setup at all. Any kind, you just throw some coilovers in a nine nine six C two, and you're gone. You're throw some PSS nines or so much more fun. Did the nine nine sixes come with limited slip differentials? Yep. Uh, only so two dot of twos. them did. Oh, so the, the ninety nine was mine. Had one. What's that? Mine had one. As an option. Ni- it was 99. Yours. Yeah. So the 99, you could get it, and you could get it in the anniversary edition, right, the, the 04. Uh, yeah. And the right. 04 anniversary edition is the one to get. Dude, right. I didn't realize. I hate the anniversary editions. Mm-hmm. We talked about this first time mm-hmm. I was on your show. That's why we brought it up. We're trying to aggravate you on your own ball show. Ball polish wheels. I'm out. <laughs> um, Peacock. Easy to change. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, but, but yeah, I'm I didn't realize my car was that special that only the first year... First came with it because mine had the sport seats, hardback seats, yep. and it had the limited slip. And the uh, downside of the dot one, those are the three four and three four engine. rips. It, it's it does, but it's not big it enough. Revs, dude, <laughs> and they break it revs, more. dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> like saying, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the mid year two point seven. Yeah, me too. I love uh, them. Engine over the three liter, but I mean, yeah. with the thermal reactors on there, they just like. So I had a exempt in California. So rip them out. We had a. I mean, I use it all the time, but we had a. Dot two Targa, hmm. three six, mm-hmm. um, three twenty horse. Yeah, uh, my ninety nine felt a lot faster, but it was also three hundred pounds lighter. Yeah, right. So I mean, yeah. you think about it. Uh, dot one weighs twenty nine seventy six is what my car weighed. Yeah. Uh, dot two That's is legit. like, especially a Targa is like a thirty two, well, yeah, almost thirty three hundred pound car. But most yeah. of the weight, that, yeah, most of the additional weight on the dot two is the engine, too, except so. for your Targa. The Targa yeah. is a cabrio with a big, heavy mechanical yeah. hardtop. I mean, it's not a mechanical hardtop like in say like a Mercedes SL, but yeah, that's Damn just a big, huge sunroof that's yeah. bolted onto a cab, mm-hmm. so it's not as rigid. It's got extra weight in the wrong place. Blah blah yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, that's not the car to get if you for an enthusiast. But a nine nine six dot two coupe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's Go what. It. It's, yeah. Oh my god, they're just. I, I had one that had an arrow kit on it. It basically was a GT three clone. It wasn't a GT three, but with coilovers and uh, just a couple little mods, that thing was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Z four though. You even Z4 made a, you is, even made a huh? little bit of money on that car. Yeah, we did. I did pretty okay on that car. Z four M's. I didn't realize how rare they are. They only made like something like eighteen hundred of them. I, I think. really like them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good. Well, they couldn't. Car. They they introduced they them at sell the them. absolutely wrong time. The Z four M Roadster right. came out at the right time. They actually did very well with those. But by the time they introduced the coupe that was you know an 07 08 and that was right when everything went to hell and they were literally put i mean uh the car dealership term i think is trunk money you're a car dealership guy right yeah deep um so 
basically they Manufacturers had them sitting underwriting your purchase of the car. Yeah, they had the car sitting on the showroom floor yeah. for up to two years later, brand new, and they were just paying people that you could get one for forty thousand dollars, brand new in 08 for an 07 model. It was crazy. Just, it was and what was MSRP on that? Like high fifty? Seventy. Yeah. Seventy. Seventy for the for the M's. Yeah. yeah. So they were that that boggles the imagination. I mean, that you'd expect that from a domestic which manufacturer, but not sell. from BMW. Which is why they didn't sell too, because like, you could buy a Porsche. You're kind of like, well, not it was for kind 70, of crazy You could get money. a base Cayman at, for that price um, in 07 or in 08, but you couldn't get a 911. Yeah, they were in the high 80s. Yeah. Like 80s, yeah. yeah. But I a mean, base 997. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you could probably order one that low, yeah. but whoever gets one with that, a stripper. That Z4M, though, on merit, just in today, like just to look, yeah. go back and look at it today, 330 horsepower, just over 3,000 pounds, six speed manual rear wheel drive. Yeah. You know, not mm-hmm. the shortest wheelbase, but it's not a, it's not an, uh, a porky car. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of car for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they have that long nose and the seating position feels a little roadstery, but, you know, the engine is short and it's sitting all the way in, it's basically in the, the middle of the car. car. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a mid It's a front mid engine. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you get one with miles, that's a twenty twenty four thousand dollar car. It's yeah. the one with ridiculous little miles that are pushing forty grand in today's market. Yeah. So if you're not scared of sixty seventy thousand miles, you pick up that car for nothing. Like yeah, that's yeah. you know, not about nothing anymore. But boxer s money, yeah. boxer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and the Z four has way more sense of occasion than uh, than a, I think a Cayman or a Boxster. Hmm. Chromium Elephant says. <laughs> Explain, explain the handle. <laughs> Lane, has using your 944 as a daily made it any less special for fun driving, have to drive versus get to drive sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. I think anytime you daily drive a car, like no matter what car you have, if you daily it, it just becomes a car. And you start yeah. getting annoyed with all its deficiencies. You get annoyed with all the, the quirks. And, and Dude, I've been daily driving this, thing and I'm actually driving lately. I've been going places. I'm like tired. I'm like, and it's a pretty comfortable car compared to a lot, like compared to a 911 of the era. It's but like dude, Lane has needed so a daily driver for like, since you got rid of GTI. I mean, that's how long ago was that? Three years Right ago? at COVID. Yeah. Oh, no, well. I sold it after when COVID happened. Oh, okay. So, and the reason I sold it is because I, I literally, I looked outside and my car had been sitting there for a month, not moved. My GTI. I had a 2017 GTI. Oh, wow. And I was like, I looked outside. My car had just been sitting in front of my house for a month. Burge. And it was dirty, it. bird crap all over it. <laughs> I'm like, why do I have Shame. this thing? Like, you know, I spent $500 a month on the car payment and then I had insurance and I'm like, what, what am I doing right now? You know, and I wasn't driving at all. And done, huh? so I just got, I got rid of it. But yeah, I definitely, I felt that way. I remember when I had, I had a 996 and a, and then I had a 928 at the same time. And I had like an E36 or something at the same time. So I had those three cars. Um, and I remember when I'd like date, when I would daily, no, before before that i just had the 996 and i would like daily it and it was like it just became a, a normal car mm-hmm. and then when i had all three of those cars and then you get in the 996 after being the bmw for a week you're like oh my god this thing's so fast so fun you know and then you get in the 928 and you're like oh my god this thing's so fun it's all torquey in the rear end you know you can get all <laughs> sideways and stuff it's like different you, you perspective yeah, yeah different perspectives perspectives and uh but when you drive something every day it just becomes monotonous and right. boring and, life. yeah, yeah. yeah I have an Alpha Spider, right? A 69 Alpha Spider, and then Ruby, the Carrera, mm-hmm. and then the Toyota Tundra. And if I get out of 
Ruby, the Carrera, 84 Carrera, and get in the Alpha Spider, it feels like a dog. But if I get out of the Tundra, it feels like yeah, a it feels slot like car. A fast yeah, thing you know, yeah. you're way lower to the ground. It's super more responsive. And then yeah. it's like fun shifting gears, even though it makes no power at all. But it, it's, it really, the experience is almost entirely based on whatever the last thing you drove was. Yeah. And the yeah. Tundra probably feels cool to get into. You're like, oh man, I'm sitting all high. Oh, yeah, and like, really high. And it's yeah, you know, comfortable. It's got, yeah. But you don't want to drive that thing every day because they're not that, no, I mean, you know, it's like, so you didn't city. reach for the keys for that GTI to go do daily driving stuff he wasn't driving i wasn't driving we didn't go anywhere it was COVID. i was oh during covid i was just home was dude and i would ride my yeah. bike to like the place that i would go it's like all in my neighborhood mm-hmm. you know wasn't was that a so being in this area yeah was that wasn't that a great time to drive nobody being on the we road we were told not to you couldn't we're literally so to go on drives i would always i always prefer to drive the 944 if i'm going on a drive yeah if i'm just purely going on a fun drive mm-hmm. the 944 was always my choice the, even in inclement weather oh fuck yeah okay yeah it's okay. like fun right yeah, like yeah. no because we're, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're gonna call out ben the professor because yeah, when it's inclement weather it brings his golf far great driver but car it's for a modern so car. it is but it was my commuter and it's like a great car, but it doesn't have a sense of occasion. I mean, it has more than a Camry, mm. but it doesn't have more than an I-44, right? Easy. It's, it's, yeah. it's easy yeah. mode. It's yeah, just like, it's, and mine mode. had the sport with the sport diff and it, it was a six speed manual. Yeah. Um, had the cloth killer seats yeah. and no sunroof. Uh, nice. Because it was the full sport one, Slicked so up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it had that killer diff up front too. It you was a great. Just want to go rip that on a back road. And yes, I know you have a 944, but didn't you sometimes go, man, I, I want to. So I literally, John, I bought this car to commute from Santa Cruz to um, Belmont in, yeah. oh, wow. which is where we had yeah. the show basically. Going over the 17. No, I would take it. I would do Highway 9 to Skyline every day. But you couldn't do names of Highway Sorry. No, I'm just but kidding. this is my commute road. <laughs> I would do Highway 9 to Skyline or I would go up the coast and then yeah. go up these roads there. Yeah. So I would do that five days a week driving to work. So that was my, like, yeah. I would rip it. I would be on these awesome roads. Like, yeah. you know, and I had, I had uh, Michelin pilot super sports on it. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was really good. But so when I did go on a fun drive, it would always be the 944, you know, you and I were <clears throat> recently on highway nine. It's a good road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. I love that little hairpin section. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it is really a fantastic road. The only, you the copy only minor drawback is that it is, especially the closer you get to Santa Cruz, it is residential. Yeah. And so it's like, you just don't want to go like full 10 tents, reckless abandon. Nah. You got it. You really just, just, just to never, be polite and to be safe. You you do have to kind of hold back a little bit, but the further you get away from the coast, then the better, once more you fun get you away from it. all the towns. Yeah. So you go through the three towns, what's your granite, house, granite, uh, something or other. Yeah. Once you're through Boulder, yeah. Creek. Boulder Creek, Boulder Creek, thank you. then you can, you're Thanks. open. Yeah. Then you yeah. can actually, then you can let loose. It. Yeah. And, I, and it really is a killer road. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, we kind of touched on this earlier, but Kyle JF90 has a question here. He says, anyone else bummed by the rapid rate of prices are rising for enthusiast cars? My attainable dream car is a 997, but it feels just as out of reach as it did when I was delivering pizzas a decade ago. <laughs> so, yes, uh, bummed by the rapid uh, prices rising. Are we thinking this is going to burst? Are we? Is this a moment in time where we'll look back and go, oh, my God, that was like the muscle car boom? Where things were crazy, million dollar Cudas, and now they're back down to three hundred thousand or what have yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, they cooled off. Uh, anyways, yeah. What, what's your quick take here? I don't know if it's a quick take. I mean, do you want to do it? Yeah, I mean, are you bummed? Because I feel like if you're if you're doing your show, which is Bid Nerds, yeah. you're probably kind of excited. I'll give you a this. short answer, and then JP can elaborate. Yeah. I I think that that this isn't going to sustain, and so yeah. however high it is now, either this guy's going to slightly overpay 
maybe to an uncomfortable thing in, in the next handful of months or whatever, or he's going to be patient and, and potentially winter, spring or something next year. I think whatever it is we're experiencing now is, I, I just don't believe it's going to last. So what do you think? JP? I have a very nerdy answer and I don't know how much you guys want to hear it, but um, I don't think prices are going to go low. Yeah. I think that uh, the prices are going to stay high, not because values are necessarily going to stay high, but unlike the last two or three uh, downturns that we've all experienced as guys in our forties and fifties, um, the last three or four, uh, two or three downturns did not include inflation. Yep. So every time we've had a quote unquote crash, a burst, <clears throat> a bubble burst, you've had an artificial pressure by the feds to maintain prices uh, it, when prices wanted to fall yeah. without inflation. This time when there's a correction, it's going to be very different from the other times. You're going to have prices stay high because a when you have an inflationary crash what's going on is that price the, the value of money goes down so if you have let's say you have a hundred thousand you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and all of a sudden inflation goes up 20 percent then selling your car your hundred thousand dollar car at a hundred thousand dollars a year later is like a 20 percent discount yeah so you yeah sure they may be there may be discounts but in real terms uh the the prices will go down but cash will there's just too much cash in the system and it's going to be a problem I, it's going to be a weird problem yeah i think uh it feels like the everything's gonna is adjusting right now yeah. like the inflation's yeah. adjusting and stuff and that's what i see a lot of that where like uh right now they're really tackling like minimum wage and all mm -hmm. this stuff and so it's like that's all adjusting to yeah. be more to the level of what the prices are, you know, to what the housing market's doing, what the car market's doing, all this stuff. The economic, and that hasn't ha happened forever. It's like things have kind of stayed the same price. Yeah. Like if you look we back. We haven't had inflation in No, we in haven't had. Years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like everything's going this, this readjustment's happening. Yeah. So it's kind of like. You know, you always hear like my dad would be like, oh, I could have bought one of those in 1965 for $3,000. I'm like, okay, but that was $40,000. What, what, you know, you whatever it is. $8,000 per year. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah it was yeah, half yeah. of your salary. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a percentage, right? So the, the, look, in economic terms, the term is called real, right? Real means adjusted for inflation. So you are in, you, right now we're seeing increases in prices, but the, those prices are not real increases in prices because they're not adjusted for inflation. If you have a 10% increase in the value of a car, uh, but inflation is up 10%, has the value of that car gone up? No, values are not increasing, only prices because the prices of everything are going up. So at some point you're sitting there going, all right, great, I'm gonna cash out on this car. Well, in the short term, maybe that makes sense. Maybe in the long term, it makes sense to go and buy that $150,000 car that you always wanted. If you can get a low interest rate on that thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you if you don't think you're going to lose your job sometime in the next three years, do it because that's going to be a good deal when interest rates triple. Um, there you go. So, I have heard a little <laughs> bit. There's it. a little bit of uh, buzz going around for the used car market, not collector car market, mm -hmm. but the actual used car prices are starting to come back to reality. So hmm. I don't know if that's, you know, a separate thing, but... I feel like uh, there's going to be a shift there, and just we're talking sure. appliance cars, yeah. you know. So use car lots and such because it was out of control for a little while there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Byron in space. Png says, "How do you guys feel about the Radwood knockoffs? There's one in Pittsburgh, 
Uh, it's only 50 miles from me. Instead, I'm going to drive to Chicago for your event as I want the full flavor goodness. Thanks for putting on such a good show and building an awesome community. Byron's a dude. saint. Byron, reach out to me. I'll give you a discount code, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eat, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We've, we're aware of these things. We actually, it, our brand is trademarked and we do ask these people not to do this, but um, if it's our brand, but we can't stop everything. Exactly. And uh, we are Radwood shirts that say no margarine. <laughs> we aren't too yeah. worried about it because uh, I confidently say that our shows are the best. So there you go. Yeah. Come to, come to Radwood, Chicago. I, I think it's more of a, I, you can't really like, if someone has an 80s, 90s car show, you can't really, you kind of party, you can't really blame them. You know, it's like, it's yeah. part of what's, ha- you know, it's part of what's hot. Right. So why wouldn't that happen? Uh, it's when they, it's like, it's when they like blatantly rip off our vernacular to our pricing to ev- when you look at the, oh, wow. their event, right. And it's literally a royalty, but they call it name your name. And it says the exact same thing <laughs> with two different words. But it has and, the uh, right spirit of plagiarism. Yeah. Has the right sense of plagiarism. Yeah. Is it not? <laughs> that's where I get bothered. Yeah, that's what really annoys you where it's you know, we've, taking time to like we came up with this thing we went through all the stuff to go to get to that point and someone obviously just goes and and you know hits control c control v imitation and changes two words imitations so. the yeah. sincerest form that's yeah. right you know and there, yeah. that's a that's a weird line because you know like i was saying it's like yeah i mean it's not like a groundbreaking thing to have a car show whatever but we did you know we did do the period correct dress and all that yeah. stuff. And, and we bit Goodwood, you know, that was our original inspiration, but, uh, look, um, look at yeah. what's happened with the term cars and coffee. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a trademark term. And yeah. how many people blatantly use that term? Not us. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, actually, it says <laughs> it under a thing, cars yeah. and coffee. I mean, because that's how you explain what it is. Right. That's become almost like Kleenex though. It is where, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, refrigerator. Yeah. 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 And you're like, it's hard to say, like we call it DWA morning motors, but then under it, I write cars and coffee. So they know what it is. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hard one. Um, that's also, so that whole, that brand or whatever mm. was like, I don't know. It was gone so long ago. Yeah. I don't, I, I do a car show in Las Vegas called cars und cafe, yeah. uh, you know, because it's all old German cars. And honestly, we've been doing it for four and a half years. And I, 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 really want to change the name because there's nothing I hate more at this point than a car show, another goddamn effing car show with the, with something and something and everybody's got to yeah, rhyme yeah, and be yeah. clever. And I just like, okay. Morning well, motors. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> there's no morning and. motors is an end. You're yeah, not yeah, going, yeah. you know, like yeah. gears and dip. Oh or yeah. yeah, like yeah. That. You yeah. know, that's my favorite yeah, you know show, dude. Yeah. They're really I'm gonna, good. I'm going to look at you and wink and no, go, you G&G. know what I'm talking about. It's just yeah, like, G&G. everybody's got a something and something and it's always some derivative of espressos some, and exotics, you know, octane and, uh, it's espresso or, uh, you know it's always some version of uh, coffee so and something funny. to do with cars yes we know you're trying to rip off you know lexus is in latte yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I latte. Know. Exactly. That. that's my you, favorite one you have the next car show in las vegas i mean yeah. every oh other week God. somebody is trying to do a new car show um and, an and hey site. you know what's that <laughs> and yeah, an auction site and an auction site <laughs> and uh, all that kind of, yeah so, shots <laughs> fired boom oh. um okay let's see here alex stadel has a totally off topic question is there a garage <laughs> storage solution that is actually durable i feel like every tote or bin i buy cracks or collapses after a few months this is a lane question no because i don't buy it oh 
You have a shit ton of totes in your. Oh, I do. Have a bunch garage. of stuff. You're right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that's a lot of stuff is not that durable. But they're He's cheap. Right. You just yeah, keep them cheap, going though. But it, that is an annoying thing. You know what? I have. I don't have the problem with that. Tell but more quit, the tell them to quit shopping at Big Lots and go get the yeah. good stuff. What it's more the bag. About? It's like my storage things, in storage bins and garages and stuff. Yeah, they always break. You so know let the lid. The question: What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell if you said it was a lame question or a lame question. Another? Do you do another podcast? that's like you know how to organize. We talk about cars. All cars. We didn't just start the question with P cars, so you didn't. You weren't listening, but. Yeah, somebody wake him up. Yeah. Garage. I People have, agree. I have a problem with my bag, my rally yeah. bags. They always fail. They keep rally them. bags. Yeah. Good old <laughs> rally bags. Is that what he calls his thighs? Or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this a name for his wife? What's going on here? Old, old rally bags. Old rally bag. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you old rally bag. <laughs> okay, we were going to start. All right, two more up. questions. Hold tight. Stay, <laughs> keep it together. Uh, Big Fat Flip says, uh, we'll be taking the fam to Vegas later this year. Oh, yes. So looking for Turo recommendations. Must hold two car seats. That's for children, both of you. And at least... <laughs> have a whiff of sense of a Cajun. Also, any driving road recommendations for a nice day trip in the area? Sense of a Cajun? Well, I don't know what's available on Turo at the moment, um, but uh, there are some great drives in in Las Vegas. There There is, believe it or not, I forget her name, but it's a relatively well-known female MMA fighter Mm. that um, keeps a couple of Porsche sports cars on Turo. Mm. So if you you search your Turo, there's definitely going to be some cool cars because Vegas is a great uh, community and then day trip would you recommend they go out to uh, valley of fire yeah do the uh what we call the overton run which is basically no. the north shore road of lake mead yeah uh, you enter from the south end uh yep. kind of by gotta uh, pay to get in the Vegas. gate yeah. but it's absolutely worth it yeah 60 miles of kind of long twisty um not twisty sweepy. sweepers sweepers, sweepers yeah it's sure. not super super They're fast yeah. fast roads Beautiful landscape. I mean, it's absolutely untouched. It's all it's all BLM, right? Yeah, the time to go out is like early morning, right when they open up, or before they open up. Before, well, I mean, but heat is. We don't know when they're coming out, so it'll be cooled by then. The the trick is avoiding the tourists because if you if you wait till ten o'clock, you're going to be stuck behind RVs and stuff. Yeah. Um, If you can go during the week uh, and do a um, sunset drive through there, it is spec freaking tacular it really is uh if you don't have a ton of time uh 10 minutes off of the strip 15 minutes off the strip you could be at the red rock red rock loop yeah Yeah. which is a 13 mile loop it's not you can't go fast out there pay to get in there too you gotta pay of course and it's one way it's It's not fast yeah and it's just a it's just a spectacular scenery and even going slow in a in a decent car is still really fun because that is that is really twisty twisty, yeah that could be like our nurburgring if they turned us loose on it it would be that'd be cool sounds like a fun uh Mm -hmm. like old Hill climb, right? Or on it? Close it off now. Oh, yeah. we, 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 next yeah. time you're oh, in Vegas, one of us will take you out there. It's yeah. legit. Yeah. Yeah. I my take is that he wants to get a turbo car wherever he lives, which I think is Sacramento, and drive it out there. Oh, okay. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking, mm. right? I mean, that's what I get from the question. Or he could fly in and get one there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Six of one. Yeah, I don't know. Go. Actually, yeah. I wonder yeah. what he's well, doing. Well, I, I think he'd do better to get it here because you're going to have a miles. selection. 
Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah better here. The Vegas, Vegas, it's not as good. As much a look, we love. I, I love Las Vegas. I love living there, and there's a great small automotive community, but it's not that big yeah. because it's not a big city. It's a it's a big town. It's uh, you know, I mean, I was at Radwood. You were at Radwood. You saw, yes. yeah. It's uh, it's just not <laughs> that big a place. Two point two million people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it's do cars and cafe, and we bring you know fifty to a hundred air cold Porsches out there, and that's all of them in town. I mean, that's all of them. We, yeah, we don't. There's no. There are no air cold Porsches in town that we don't know of because they yeah. eventually show up so at our show. There's a proverbial yeah. murmur over the crowd if a car rolls in and somebody doesn't like, know oh, who yeah. it is. Like, who's that guy? Like, oh, we right. don't know him. Go talk to him. Go yeah. talk to him. Get this guy a Speedo and a yeah. toboggan. Go yeah. vet him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, what's a good car, though? What would you guys think? Like uh, like a Macan? Is that sense of a case? Is that yeah. good enough? Like, that seems kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you yeah. can get a Macan on Turo, that's yeah. fantastic. Because you could cross the desert. I was going to say, no then problem. if you hit a dirt road, if you're yeah. be comfortable, it's and they're they're entertaining Definitely. enough. They're kind of it's you got know. a short steering ratio. It's a real yeah. PDK, Small it's not input, a it, it, like it's super reactive. They yeah. they are fun to drive. Yeah, they're a teeny bit impractical, but for that, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. With maybe baby seats, uh, baby seats and all that. Maybe an Alpha Julia. Mm. Uh, the Quattrofolio. I've never even driven one of those, but that's a good Turo car. Sure love fantastic. That's a good Turo car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or how about like a? Is there some kind of Jaguar like XJF or you something? You know, like a sedan. If you're putting your kids in it, I don't think you do that in the desert. No, the sedan. The big any Jaguar. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> My yeah. family to make it out of there alive. Yeah. It's like run. It's like taking your kids into a burning building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say the GTI Civic Type R kind of world, but those are pretty small. It's not super comfortable. De- for- well, a GTI, I think you get away with because, you know, it's a six speed and has a decent enough engine. That That's too much look, if, you, if you live in yeah. Sacramento and you take a GTI or a Civic and you land in Vegas, everything in Vegas is truck. Everything. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the like the median car on the road is like an F-150 and there are a lot of tools. I mean, you will feel intimidated. It's not yeah. even like SUVs. It's full size pickups and up. I mean, they are. It, yeah. it's a different you, you're, you're entering in the bottom of the food chain in a small car. So if you want to like, like you Taking said, the, the backside of 58 and then 15 in a, in something like a civic would just be unpleasant. A GTI, GTIs are great road cars, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Thomas Park says, I don't have a question. Just wanted to say that I'm still on a high from Radwood and that I love the bid nerds. Yeah. Fantastic content. Thanks for doing what you do. Whoa. I talked wow. to Tom. Tom mentioned how much he loves you guy when I saw him at Radwood. So. That's, that's Tom's Tom. a swell fellow. 964. Like, yeah, yeah, Tom's got the Dude, 964. The Targa. Targa is that's sick. So badass. His like detail shop brought that car. Auto he works. drove his other car, which I forget off the It's a Scirocco. A Scirocco, 16 yeah. valve, and then he also has a 993 um, Carrera S. I want to be Tom. He has like that's my legit. three favorite cars Seriously. of all time. Yeah. All and you know what's funny? When we met Tom, he just had the Scirocco mm. and he just bought it. He went to a Radwood and then he went to the next one. Yeah. And since pandemic, he's bought those two Porsches. Wow. He's kind of like he was he's kind of like YOLO. Yeah, like, right, you know, right, like right, I, right, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I know now that tomorrow could all yeah, yeah. go away. So yeah. why not go down in and flames in my favorite it's car? So awesome. Like I love 964 Targas. I don't know about you guys, but like yeah. I just love like I've always liked them a lot, but I and I also love how you know in the 911 world. It's hard to stand out and be different. For and sure. that's such a rare car. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Especially with a manual. He yeah. he told us, and he was just going on about it, because we, we mentioned how much we liked the car, and it turned out it was his. Yeah. 
He said he'd been looking for it for basically over a year and uh -huh. then found it and was like, well, I got to act like that's the one. Yeah. And he said, hey, that's got a few miles on it or whatever. We, we both looked at it before we knew it was his and we we're like, that car is amazing. Like, it's it's, so it's silver. It's got light interior, so black roll bar, like all in like that. That's a great car. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then we were honestly candidly, which is hilarious because here's the premise of the show. We were both discussing what we thought the car was worth because yeah. that would have been a actually JP had a shot at one about a year and a half ago for like, I don't want to like put it out there, but like ridiculously low money and just didn't make the deal because he knew that the car was going to need some involved work or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to take on the headache as much as the model. And now that model has gone through the roof. So we were joking about how this guy bought his at the right time and yeah. that they've gone through the roof. And, uh, and then Tom goes over and he's like, that's my car. We're like, yeah, no yeah. way. It it's pretty, cool too. And he did, cool. uh, he did some nice little mods. He, Lowered it to like perfect, and then he put cup wheels, cup wheels on, on it. Had D ninety. Targon cups right? is, is so, the car. Man. Is the car right yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two last questions. We got a few since we've been uh, talking. So uh, they're both <laughs> Porsche Mojo, Porsche value, <laughs> Porsche value related. Um, Skip those. <laughs> Porsche so, value related. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Ferrari values here. Um, Auto Kennel. Auto Kennel says. For the Bidners. For Auto Kennel? Paul from Auto Kennel? Yes. That's right. The one and only. The one and only Paul from Paul Auto Kramer. Kennels. He has been on Bid Nerds. He has, uh, he has done the, the third is, nerd The thing. difference is he's he knows listening to their show and he yeah, doesn't listen to ours. He just comes on. When, yeah. he doesn't, he's too polite to say no to us, but he doesn't listen to the show. He'll, <laughs> he'll, so he'll be on the rally this week in his, 94, in oh, his 944 Turbo S. Nice. Really? Yeah. Cheating. Because awesome. <laughs> he's got that car with no AC. I want to see him like really, you know, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He says, uh, for the bid nerds, which Porsche value do you see overinflated at this time? Mm. By the way, great content, guys. Um, awesome. Basic 99. First of all, let's, can we just devote our undying gratitude to Paul? Like he's just, just such a great guy. I'm, I'm glad he's we know him. He's kind of a him. dick, though. He is such a dick, but yeah. he came on the show, so we love him. Yeah. yeah Pandering yeah. to one of our yeah. guest hosts, multiple guest hosts. Paul's the greatest. No, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a really good question. I mean, I, if there's anyone, <laughs> if there's anyone I would ever defer to on values on cars, it's him. Yeah, exactly. What the hell is he asking us for? Well, hey, let's uh, just bring it home. He wants to like, he wants to he hear wants your to answer, answer and, then 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 go, and then go, and then go. Let's take, let's take one shot at Paul. 997.1s are, are way inflated. Huh. True, Wait, because they're they're problematic cars yeah. and people don't think they are. Yeah. Okay, but let's just bring it home to him. He comes on the show, and in a very candid moment, he says the 996 GT3 is the greatest, one of, if not the greatest, yeah, then driving he, 911. He had already bought one. And then he had already bought one and then disclosed that he bought it after coming on the show and, and like is inflating the value. P-Car Market, like a handful of weeks later, yeah, 190. sells a white, black, and, and admittedly Grand Prix white on- like no miles. On, yeah. Uh, 8,000 miles. 4,000 miles, 9,000 yeah. miles, something like that. Uh, Grand Prix white's pretty rare on 996. It's got ceramics and the, and the seats, and uh, and it still had like the- Most people went for the leather steering wheel. It had the all the suede and stuff, which is also really- rare to find it taken on the 996 that car brings 190 grand and so now we're seeing a few 996s come out of the woodwork and i would say that value is a teeny bit inflated now we can say that about all the cars but um you know I don't know. Be, is, you know. they're out of control the, yeah we, we had that 20 000 mile one today go for oh bucks. so i was gonna 
that specific car <laughs> is the most overinflated <laughs> Porsche. It's a it was a nine nine six blue cab on oh, like chrome wheels on VAT. With with interior. Yeah, with tan interior. Pluto brought that to our attention. We talked yeah. about it post sale. Fifty four grand. That had to be a money laundering operation yes. because that that th- there's nobody From in the world Ohio that can make sense without there. records or something. <laughs> that and no IMS. Had to be. That's so cool. yeah, yeah, we don't even do talk about anything else. We just need to talk about that specific car. Yeah. <laughs> because there you go, Paul. There's the answer. Other cabs that car. not go for near that mu- nearly no. that much money. There was something fishy going on with that. And you know more than anyone. Cat, what do you call them? Cab phobes. Cabrio phobes. Cabrio phobes. Don't That's a real up. thing, yeah, yeah, dude. It is like, a real thing, yeah. People don't like cabs of all the 996s of any any car, yeah. any Porsche car. The cabrios are always going to yeah. bring less. And Paul uh, has been someone who says, man, they're the greatest value because you can get them for about a th- you know mm-hmm. two-thirds of the price of your yeah. contemporary. And when you're old like us, when you're old like us, you realize that you're not a race car driver and it really doesn't matter. And they drive, you know, Warren and I borrowed a friend's nine, six, four cab. Yeah. It was one of the last years. Um, uh, what is that? 93 or something? 94. Yeah. Uh, it was a, gr- it was an awesome car. That's yeah. like, like, right. You were stoked so, on it. I mean, such a tight. Car. Yeah. And, and being a cab too, it was still yeah. my, I had a nine, nine, three cab for all over 10 years. Uh, it's the greatest car I've ever owned, um, and I used the living daylights out of it. I modded it to, you know, the end of its, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. lowered and coilovers and drop links and blah, 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 all the suspension bits, and that car was dialed, uh, and it was rigid. But, um, yeah, I let it, I sold it. I can't believe it. I have it a good that. picture. I have a yeah. picture of that thing at, uh, what is it, Willow Springs? Is that where we were? Um, on oh, a Momo yeah, rally. A Momo rally. Yeah. The, the trip to Rensport. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, you have yeah. a picture from there? Yeah. yeah. Cool, the right greatest on. rally route ever planned. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, was, were you what road was it? Was that? <laughs> Highway <laughs> 5? Steal that from you. No, I was on the I was on that rally. But, Smelliest uh, rally, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Fuchs 911. Last question. Which GT3 do you see over? And undervalued at the moment. Oh, we just kind of talked about that. Kind of talked about it. But GT3 specifically, is there any deal to be had? Well, we we talked about an Aero Kit 997 today that wasn't a GT3. Uh, it was particularly it was a dot two base with the Aero, so it looks like a GT3, uh, but isn't. And you know, I feel like that car. I don't. We we haven't actually checked back to see on the results on I mean, that there's car. Only but I four GT3s, right? What's I mean, how that? many since since the 996? What are we talking about? No, like 996, two sevens, two ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now the two is two nine oh. six is technically, but yeah. Oh. Well, we didn't get no. The first we didn't one. So know, there's but, there's but four or five. Two of them, so. five yeah. of them. Yeah, five to choose from. Yeah, of all the GT threes, um, I mean, I I wouldn't touch a dot one nine nine one. Yeah, uh, they only came with PDKs. They had the they engine had problem. Fourteens well, all have a replacement engine, every yeah. one of them. Yeah. yeah, and then fifteens don't, and might and be some of them have two replacement, replacement engines. Right. Engines. Yeah. yeah, right. And that that warranty that Porsche has been putting out there warranty. is about to yeah. be up. So, right. Uh, you don't so want to be left holding the bag. Dot ones are kind of a deal, right? They are like nine seven point ones. Oh wait, nine nine seven point ones. Yeah, GT threes. Well, they've gone up. They've gone up with the market. I mean, are they? They, How were much 80, are they, right they were eighty to ninety thousand dollars. That's what cars. I still see them as. No, 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 they're one fifteen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the weird thing is that nine nine six and nine nine seven, like a nine nine six 
GT3 versus a 997.1 GT3, which of those two cars do you get? I think it really comes down to miles and condition because I don't know if there's a price difference anymore. There, I mean, there might not be, which is why we were joking just a few yeah. minutes ago for Paul because he has one. Yeah. The 996 GT3 prices are inflated, but I, I do believe, although I don't know the numbers to bear this out, that there are a lot fewer mm -hmm. 996 GT3s than there are 7.1 mm -hmm. GT3s yeah, in production. Sure. It could be like 1,300 oh, yeah, they were rare, 1,700 yeah. or 2,200 or something. Uh, that's pre the all 997.2s are white, I feel. Uh, and <laughs> Mine was. And the GT3s, but yeah. uh, the, the rarest is like Paul's and that one that went on mm -hmm. on a P car yeah. market. It's like the white ones are so rare. That was before like the, one the, the white interior. Boom. Which car was that with the green? That had the green interior. Yeah. What, what, what Paul's has an interesting color interior. It's like a brown. Yeah, it's beige, which yeah. is which you couldn't do after 996. That was the yeah. only year that it could have been. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why he likes it because it's different. And yeah. I think, you know, he's like, nine, nine, the car's amazing. 996 GT3 is my favorite. Modern Porsche 996. Uh, driving wise, I yeah. love driving see, those and, things. And my, and I think we share this that like 997s are such a refined car. Like, I totally yes. understand that the 996 might be more visceral and raw, yeah. And it, perhaps while you're driving it, more elbows up because you're just like, man, dude, they're gotta, sketchy. You have to tame That's that what car, I'm saying. You, right? have yeah, you have it. to tame that car. Mm -hmm. But 997s are so freaking awe-inspiring and confidence yeah. you can go into a turn in a yeah, 997, trash you go into a 997 and in a turn and get it wrong and make a correction and never feel for your life you won't get that acid on yeah, your tongue yeah, exactly told you, you just almost died i just don't think it'll happen in any of the sevens dot one or two they're just such good if cars. you could yeah. get either one similar miles and condition for the same price i think it comes down to which one you drive last because i think you get in a 996 gt3 mm -hmm. and drive it and if you yeah. get a chance to drive for fun you are like oh my god this is the greatest car in the world then you get in a 997 dot one gt3 drive the hell out of that thing you're, like, you're gonna get out of that car going oh my god this is the greatest car yeah. in the world Which and you're right both times that's the thing yeah right yeah exactly. you're right both yeah. times it's whatever yeah. one you yeah. drove like so i don't think you can go wrong um yeah dot ones uh 991 dot ones are inexpensive because they don't have a manual option that's why they're they're bargain basement but they are still incredible cars. It's yeah. so hard to look at a 996 GT3 and say, okay, I'm going to pop for this. When 15 minutes ago, they were 60 grand. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it was so like, you look it's at like your the watch and you're like, oh yeah, yeah that like, was just, what the heck? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, Although, yeah, I mean, there's so much. For, for low mileage ones, I could see it still being a good value, but you're right. So I still I'm sure a, Paul I ripped still his, a hard which time. is why he's so happy with it. I hope so. <laughs> it's like you get this stuff ingrained in your mind, right? Like a... Uh, 964s to me are still like, what the, f I you know, you get that. I remember well, they like were 12 we were grand all day <laughs> and like, yeah. I wouldn't buy them. I wouldn't, like I was offered them at 10 or 12 and I was like, screw that. I think it's trouble. <laughs> you know, they don't have head boy. gaskets, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> Back and then now day. you're like, man. And yeah. then everyone else is kind of like, man, that's a deal. That's like, so that's like grand. we were talking about Mark one GTIs, like yeah. your brothers. And I'm like, gosh, I just wish they were still five grand yeah. because that's what they were our whole, you know, yep. the last oh, 20 awesome. years ago. Till five years ago, it feels like you could get one for five grand, and now so it's true. it's gone. So, yeah. so I have a question because yeah. we don't really see Volkswagens come to the online auction places very well, and when they do, even the nice ones don't seem to be bringing any kind of premiums, which isn't inspiring more cars to come out of the woodwork and land on these sites. If you're looking like me for a Mark II GLI or something like that, where the hell do you go get that car? You can't find it. Is them. it VW Vortex? Do I have to search every Craigslist in every region know. of the yeah. country? Where do you go to find? an early Volkswagen. And and again, JP keeps saying, which I think is really bears out. Water pumper Volkswagen. Well, but is that um, none of these cars were custodian by anybody that could afford to keep them up. So most of them are modified and beat to within oblivion. 
So where do you go find a pristine Volkswagen? That's I, a great I, question. I, I really don't you know. know. So you're talking about, oh, you can't get one for five grand. I'm like, well, where do you even get one? Like, yeah, you know, like I mean, if I had to have get, one. yeah, the weird thing is you can't get one for five grand, but you also can't get one for 30 grand. No, like there is a Scirocco out there that I would pay 30 grand for right now. Yeah, right. Like right now. If you can but show it to I me. haven't seen that car. Tom black on black, six, seem, 16 yeah. valve. So yeah, we were just talking with less than, with less than a hundred thousand miles. miles. Yeah. We were just talking about Thomas, Thomas Park. His Scirocco is a, a great car. I mean, uh-huh. it's the gold with like black interior, but yeah. his car is so original and so clean. Mm-hmm. And he picked it up a couple of years ago. I don't know where he got it, but yeah. that's one of those gems, kind of like the the ones yeah. the ones you would want, you know. Yeah, I'd yeah. pay thirty grand for that jade green GLI with the Recaro seats. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's got diving boards or not. I yeah. just want the sixteen valve with a manual I, in I that seafoam color, you know. For sure, the one car my buddy Zach has one of those. Um, I tell begging you Zach, <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, please call me. Yeah. I have your money. The the one <laughs> car I probably regret the most not buying on the auction site. I think it was Cars and Bids. It was six months ago. Uh, someone had a, it was like a 93 or 94 Corrado. Oh, I, yeah. I remember finding like that car. Pur- like an Abergine or purple. What color was that? Yeah. It was some kind of weird purple yeah. color. Yeah. But it was not an American one. It was a Japanese market. A Corrado with a four cylinder. With a 16 valve yeah, four cylinder. A Mark II yeah. motor in it. Oh, because, oh, so it because didn't it have a, the G ladder. It was a JDM or, car. Or the VR6. So it had a good engine. It, it was the two liter 16 And it was valve. JDM left hand drive, yeah, Mark II yeah. motor in a Mark II chassis, awesome. right? That's yeah, with really a crazy cool. and that car print. That car, we were both guessing, you know, between 20 and 25 or maybe just over 25. Mm-hmm. And then the car, not only did it hit reserve, but it hit reserve at like 16 grand or 14 $14,000. $14,000. $14,000. And you had to go into a meeting. You were going to look. The, I was going to buy that car, but yeah. I went, had to go on a stupid Zoom meeting. You yeah. You just told me to Damn buy it for COVID. You. And Damn. I just kind of, I thought, I didn't think it would go that long. That was well, we really didn't like think. a 10 minute one. Yeah. And I went back and I looked and I'm like, oh my God, that car sold. And then I saw where it was sold for. In Ooh. our mind, the, the condition and the rarity of that car, in our mind, it was like, even if it made it only up to 18, it would FTS at that price. Mm. And then the car sold at 14 and it was like, what? And it was such a unicorn because it had that powertrain. And so many people put those powertrains in them aftermarket. Uh I even think that car was a slick roof too or something. It was a really neat car. Just, Getting back to Radwood, an insane showing of cool Volkswagens. Yeah, yeah I was, was blown away. Mm-hmm. So there was a white 16-valve Mark II Jetta there um, in the big lot on the side near the yep. Porsche little row. And then Remember it was the car. right there. 400,000 miles. Wow. Daily driven, 100-mile commute every day for years. The only thing that he's touched, he had to rebuild the transmission. I have pictures of the car. The seats are perfect. They're the Recaro trophies. Um insane just a older dude he's been to a couple radwoods stoked on the car but that is a rare car right there trophies we have to remember that name the trophies like i i would buy the seats and then wait for the volkswagen i I, I love the seats that's like my my favorite interior oh you do my my old gti (laughs) did yeah yeah they were great love no need to upgrade i saw a uh speaking of radwood i saw a mark ii jetta I forget it was a, two, it might have been a two door, but no, it was probably a four door, but it had a Fuchs on it. Oh, weird. There was a Jetta on Fuchs. Yeah. I've never, I mean, you see old Volkswagen air cooled stuff on yeah, Fuchs, yeah. but a Jetta on Fuchs. Wow. I saw there's a Jetta in town with uh, D90s. Yeah, that's, that's more a, that's common. Yeah, common. and it looks yeah. good. That's that a probably good looks look. good because it's yeah. probably reminiscent of those teardrops, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like a flat, kind of more angular wheel. You know, it doesn't have a lot of uh, that. Yeah, they, yeah. They take four fronts, and, and you also see them with the Corvette yeah. teardrop, yeah. those Corvette saw blades sometimes. Yeah. Yep. And then there was one at the show with um, 
928 what do they call like d slots or no i don't know the the little the 928 no no, the the slot ones but they're not like d90s like little peas yeah oh yeah yeah. Yeah. that was on that 84 i bought forgotten yeah those are cool yeah yeah. there was a silver or like a light 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 gold a silver mark ii gti in that same lot and it was that car the silver one was awesome i mean even it was it was such an early car it didn't have painted under the bumper right it was black rubber on the front rear bumper yeah i think you're right but the interior was immaculate and the car i mean like all the panel gaps everything that car was not beat it's not it was a really nice car it was a very nice car front and rear bumps and it had you know i couldn't tell if the car had been repainted it looked original and it was perfect i mean this is another unobtainium car yeah we suspected that was an early mark ii right yeah. yeah, I think so. Hot Anyways, car. there's a really good showing of Volkswagens at Radwood. Um, As we were broadcasting, I kept commenting that that was arguably my favorite car in the show. Yeah. That would have been my vote. It I thought was that was very, nice. very, very good. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they just kept, That's really cool, actually. kept coming. I know Damn. there's so many good cars there. So that one that one had a, I think it had a Porsche engine. What? Wait, like a 928 engine? Front wheel drive? I think he, God, I talked to the guy yeah, for a minute. Dude, this thing had the cage. It has a cage in it. It's blue. It's a blue Mark II uh, Jetta GL. So then it has came, Porsche 928 wheels. He came without a ticket, and yeah. I told him, "Yeah, just just bring it in." <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, dude. And it's you uh, just encouraged fifty percent of your. It's one well, of the. He bought a ticket. Those, he it's a, a late model, like a big bumper car. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. It's a great blue. Wow. It's added a 928 engine. That's cool. So you guys know of the uh, Porsche back in the day? Their their prototype 928 cars were 928s with a rabbit body on them. Have you ever seen uh, that? So they had, so when you look at the front, you're like, oh, it's just a rabbit, but it's as wide as a 928. Oh my God. They are insane. And it has full, it's full like 928 interior and How everything. How many of those do they make? And, and it's rear wheel drive. How awesome <laughs> is that? Insane. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd love, imagine like getting on the Autobahn, coming up behind somebody, yeah. you flash and he looks up and then he steps on it and you're just glued to him yeah. until he moves over and at back like 140 plus. And this is like 19, like 928 came out in 77, 77 right? Or 78. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right so this is like 1976, like um, when rabbits had 50 horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> And no GTI yet, yeah. and this thing is comes up on you like at 140 miles an hour on the yeah. Autobahn or something. Yeah, those first it. Euro 928s were like 240 horse with like 300 yeah. torque. Yeah. They're trucks. I mean, they were yeah, so yeah. fast. Yeah, that's good Sick. stuff. So uh, that concludes our questions segment of the program. But now we can get <laughs> on to more serious matters. Oh, it's about damn time. Uh, Deeb, so we haven't heard much from you in regards to car history. Do you want to give us the uh, elevator pitch on your car involvement? I've heard dabbling here of dealership talk. Oh, I've heard wow. of, uh, Italian um, cars. I've sure, heard, sure, sure. you know, oh obviously the six, how much time do I have? Six, like I told you, I, I threatened to talk your ears off. Just I, I, with the, uh, sixth generation San Franciscan. Yeah, uh, that's interesting enough. Uh, uh, the real quick version, which is, I, I kind of proud of, it's kind of neat is my, my grandfather, uh, lived in. Damascus, Syria, which is next to Lebanon, which is on the coast. So from Beirut, Lebanon, drive up the mountains uh, and and into Syria to Damascus is like a two and a half hour drive. So my grandfather imported cars and was a car dealer to Damascus, Syria by acquiring cars from the port in Beirut. And we're talking post-World War II. So this is in the 1950s and 1960s. Man, what a time to be alive there. uh, Yeah. That's like that time before all the Civil War in Beirut, Beirut was considered the 
in this is often used, but like the Paris of the Middle East. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated, very cosmopolitan city yeah. and had been through, had been so for centuries. So my dad and my uncles to say that the short version is they grew up in the, in the car business and everybody in my family buying cars and stuff was always like a really big deal. Somebody would come to the house of the car and everybody would go out in the street and see it. And then my mom, who's Irish American, would tease uh, me and she'd say, you know, you come from a long line of horse traders. It's just in this century, horses became cars. So I've always loved cars. Um, when I was a baby, my dad uh, sold Cadillacs. Huh. And so I remember like almost before I could speak, I could point to a Cadillac emblem and say, daddy's car. My aunt would like fall out of the chair. She, she told me that story one time. So, nice. um, in 1998, I threw spaghetti working for my dad and, um, and went and got a job selling Mercedes Benz. Uh, actually I think it was 99, 98, 99, something like that. I can't remember now, but I worked there for about a year and uh, did really well. Um, I've often been criticized for being too honest for the car business because for me, I always wanted to make sure the right person got the right car. And I didn't really care about sticking you in the car that had the most trunk money or whatever. I, I wasn't out to rip people's faces yeah, off. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you weren't selling this 80 year old, the AMG cause it's the exactly. most expensive one. Well, I did once, but she <laughs> loved me for it. So, um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, and then since then, so I was 28 at the time, right? So since then, I've been back and forth between the family business and the car business. So I have two years with Mercedes-Benz, two years with Volkswagen Audi Group, um, about a year and a half with Ferrari, and then about four years with Porsche, uh, which was about the funnest job I've ever had because at in Gordon, at Gordon Porsche, which was the first Porsche Classic partner, I was the Classic manager, which means I got to buy and sell Classic Porsches Whoa. for a new Porsche dealer. That's so rad. I was selling classic cars with a with a 401k and mm. dental you know what i mean like it's one of the most unique positions available anywhere in the country mm -hmm. um and while i was there i immediately met him who was uh, jp who uh had started a marketing division um with this same company to do uh, the their fascination film series uh plus a lot of other things that jp brought as a as a film producer to uh, the Godden brand, which is multiple Ford stores, um, uh, Grant a Gift and some philanthropy work, uh, as well as the Porsche store and Porsche Classic, which is the owner's pet project because he's a true dyed in the wool car guys. So as soon as I started there, the first person who I had to interact with the most was the guy that was doing archival stuff and marketing stuff for the Classic brand. And I was a Classic manager. So JP and I were, you know, kind of thick as thieves uh, from the very beginning. And of course, uh, post Godden, uh, we wound up doing the Bidner thing, but that's my history in the car business. And I absolutely love it. Nice. I've done a bunch of vintage rallies and concourse with my dad racing Fiat's and alphas, uh, on like the California melee and, um, the double 500, which became the 24 hours of lemons. Um, yep, then we've gone to Spain yeah. and done the tour España in, um, oh, cool. in a 69 GTV. And we did, um, the tour de France auto in a 98, uh, or 1998 in a Fiat 124 sport coupe. So they used to like, I was telling JP recently how the French were making fun of us for bringing a $2,500 car on a $5,000 voyage to France <laughs> with a California plate. They're like, did you really ship that car over here? Cause you could have bought it here for 2,500 bucks. You idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> but it was great stun. And like my dad and I argued the whole time, you know, 15 days of yelling at each other. Oh, and now your dad's gone. And you're like, I would give anything to go back and have him scream at me, right. you know, uh, six inches from me while we're driving through France, yeah. the French countryside. So that's awesome. um, I grew up, not in the car business, but just with a massive affinity for cars because of ultimately because of my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. So what was your first car? Ironically, uh, very similar. So when I graduated high school, which uh, took a while, but anyway, when I graduated high school, um, my dad purchased a 1975 
Fiat 124 Sport Coupe that was a, a C series, which was an 1800 CC motor car. Um, and then put like a Momo, believe it or not, put a Momo 308 Momo wheel on it with the Ferrari air horn and some Chromadoras and an Anza exhaust and made this little Fiat cool, you know, like it, it yeah. made putt putt noises. It was a manual, it was rear wheel drive. And so that was a fun car. That was my first car. Nice. So I had my that first was your accident. First car? That was my first car. In San Francisco. A, you didn't have a car in high school? I did not. No. Oh, wow. And if you saw my report card, you wouldn't have let me have a <laughs> car in high school either. Um, and I did have a job. Straight I, like I, I yeah. made pizza. I made pizza at Piro's Pizza for four years in the sunset. Um, but growing up in San Francisco, it just, all you needed was a fast pass and you could yeah. get anywhere at any hour. So as much as I really wanted a car, it's probably a good thing I didn't have one. I was not a restrained kid and I've always loved speed. Like I just, I'm set the hair on fire, pin them back and go. Like I, you know, I don't, my dad loved to wipe a car with a diaper and I'm like, how fast does it go? And he's yeah, like, slow right. down, slow down. I'm like, we're, we're on a race. Like, right, what are you right, talking right. about? So we argued a lot. So let's hear some uh, highlights throughout the years of car uh, ownership or custodian. Oh, Man. Custodianship. Um, let's see. Jesus, these are good questions. Um, buh, 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 buh. What were you known for? Uh, like, when we met you, you showed up at uh, at the dealership, and uh, at so just for the record, I didn't work at the at Garden Porsche. I you worked had, with. Well, Garden we, yeah, they were a client of mine, so yeah. it was kind of this. Yeah. It was a cool relationship there, um, but um, you had shown up, and someone said, "Hey, yeah, we've got a new." Um, Porsche Classic uh, manager, he's coming in. I'm like, okay, cool. And he shows up in a GT3 RS. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like yeah. a brand spanking new one. And yeah. everybody looking like, that's not classic. <laughs> they hit it. The, the PCA, right? Yeah. Which is the Pleated Plants Club, has a, has a, like a underwritten bunch, brunch buffet once a month. Yeah. And I went to it because you figured if I'm in, the, if I'm doing the classics, I need to know the guys that are driving the classics. So I show up and they're like, oh, who's the new guy? And I'm like, hey. And then they're like, stand up. And they're like, well, do you own a Porsche? And I was like, yes, I do. And they're like, cool, which one is it? And I was like, it's a 911. And they're like, well, which one is it? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You know? <laughs> and I said, it's a GT3 RS. And then <laughs> crowd of 40 blue hairs all went, mm. yeah. <laughs> they were like, F this guy. I mean, it was just, it just didn't look well. But uh, Jeff Harley, good friend of mine, um, worked at Sonnen Motors in Mill Valley. And so, uh, I bought a GT three a nine, nine, seven Mark two GT three as my very first Porsche. Wow. But at that time I was, I was living in like a nothing apartment and making like ridiculously good money. So it wasn't a complete nut job purchase. I, and I, and then I took the car and drove it. I put, you know, six, 7,000 miles on the car in a few years and tracked it and all this stuff and absolutely loved it. I got one with racing seats and a manual. So when the new one came out, I, I, placed an order, uh, at, um, Rector and wound up getting the car, which was miraculous. Randy Hill kind of hooked me up and I, I was shocked that I got the car. Um, and then I had the car when I moved to Vegas and I didn't, I wound up letting it go. It just, you know, it didn't fit, but <laughs> rent was a little more expensive out there than I thought it'd be. So, <laughs> right, anyways, right. Cool car. That's cool. Cool. That's car. a, that's a crazy first Porsche. Yeah. A As a first Porsche, it was crazy, but at the, like well, I said, that wasn't the yeah, perfect, the, perfect storm because like I said, I was living in a, it was like the LA thing, right? Fifteen hundred dollar apartment, twenty five hundred dollar car. Yeah, right? yeah, I was single and the American you jackass. Up with like the baddest ass air cooled car you can get. Yeah, while I was at Garden, so what, like I said, it didn't. The car didn't fit. Everybody was like, eh, you know. So I let that car go, and then wound up buying an RS America sight unseen um, from Woodland Hills, and the car arrived in a truck 
at, to the dealership. Obviously, I'd be there. And the car came off the truck, and it turned out it was spectacular. It had like 50,000 miles on it. Love 93, this. I think, RSA, right? So good. And um, turns out the guy who was the original owner of the car that put the majority of the miles on it, had a home in Arizona and a home in Texas. And he would commute between the two homes and take this car oftentimes. So most of the miles were highway miles. He put seat covers on the cloth seats mm. and one of those leather vinyl bras on the front of the car. So Woodland Hills takes the seat covers off and the bra off, put them back in the boxes and put them in the front. Car gets off a truck with a fresh detail to me. And, like, Holy and I negotiated with these guys for a month for the car. And so I, I wound up getting my price, which is ultimately why I bought it, which was fair. Um, the front end didn't have a single chip in it because it wore a bra its entire life. And the cloth seats looked like they had just been put in the car. This car absolutely belied its age. And the mileage, like the brakes and the suspension, everything was just dialed in. So I put Trofeo R's on it, had a blast with it until... I lent it to a friend who accidentally lost control of the car. Uh -huh. That was the end of it. But that's a that's a story that my friend will tell you on another network. <laughs> yeah. You can see the story of uh, what happened to that car uh, on the Crest episode of Porsche Road Trip. Okay. Available on Pluto TV now. Plug number three. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you said you were in, you dabbled in Ferraris for a year and a half or so. What was that? Yeah. Uh, so. Jeff Harley went back home to Philadelphia where he's from and worked for FabSpeed for a few years. Shoveled snow for like two more seasons was like, nope, California is a place I want to be. So he came back, lived with me for a while. And when he landed, he got the gig at Ferrari. So in Mill Valley, across from the freeway in an area called Strawberry, Porsche dealerships on one side and the Ferrari dealerships on the other. The Ferrari dealership, they knew who he was. He had a good reputation in the community and, and they obviously share a few high-end customers and stuff. So they literally, they kind of headhunted him. So when he came back to California, he landed at Ferrari. And I don't know, a couple months after he started there, uh, somebody kind of got let go. They were, I don't know, maybe doing something naughty. And they and so there was a position open and I went and worked with him for a while there for, for about a year and a half. And it was just really interesting. Everything I had come to know from selling cars, the Ferrari market is just a different animal. The way they leverage cars, um, it, you know, if the Ferrari dealer, like they're one of the biggest dealerships in existence, right? And, and they're always number two in, in the U.S. If they've got, let's just say for 20 cars or 30 cars in stock, you know, mostly used cars and maybe a couple of new ones. In their mind, they have like 100 to 200 cars in their inventory because they're going to get almost every one of the cars they sold to a client back, uh, right? They, they sell you a Ferrari. 80% of the guys that buy a Ferrari for the first time yeah. within two years will buy a second Ferrari. And then, and then, so they're just constantly rotating cars out of their collection if they can afford to do so. You're saying the Mill Valley store is the number two in the country? Absolutely. For wow, San Francisco. Number one's LA somewhere. Uh, yeah, Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills, Beverly Hills, Hills which is owned by Giacomo, who married Piero Ferrari's daughter. So he was kind of, they, they consider him like the son of Ferrari. He did some naughty stuff, came to America, and they gave him... Uh, mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, which is always number one. And because of his relationship to the factory being basically in the family, he's always going to be number one. San Francisco is number two. And what's so interesting about that is number three is way, like it's way down there. Really? Like it's not even, it's not even close. Man, I figured so, like uh, Fort yeah. Lauderdale or yeah. something would be. Imagine these two dealerships three. are selling 10 to 15 new cars a month. So it's like 120 to 135 cars a year new. And so they're like number one and number two all the time by like a car or two. And then like number three doesn't even sell a hundred cars. Wow. So I mean, they're, they're both really up there, which 
then when you consider the market versus the rest of the world, that means they're two of the biggest dealerships in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah for they're, sure. they're huge. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's quietly. You guys had a really, cafe there and stuff? No, no, no. In fact, oh. they, they like have outgrown the premises. You know, they used oh. to have Maserati in the other showroom. They kicked Maserati out to another yeah. location. They used to have service in the back of the, the building. They kicked that to Santa oh. So now they've got like three showrooms for Ferrari. They're just huge, man. And now wow. that, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but the guy passed away and, and the people that are going to take it over now are going to really thin out the brand. It's, it's, oh, really? you're seeing more models come, right? Like you get the Roma, oh, yeah, you've yeah. got this new six owner hybrid yeah. and they're not killing off the F8 right away. So there's just, it, yeah, they're making way more cars it, too. Yeah. Of all the, of all those. They've always made less than the market demanded. Yeah. And so it's like, if you made twice as many cars, you could do that for one year and sell every car. Yeah. But by year two, then you've saturated the new car demand. You couldn't do that again. Right. So if you go from 7,000 cars to 14,000 cars, cars, you can sell 14,000 yeah. cars next year. But the year after, you can't sell another 14,000. Yeah. Ferraris, yeah, that's a crazy thing. It's so different. Like you said, right. it's so different than everywhere else. Cause, totally you know, different. I, I had a bunch of customers and they would be like, they were new Ferrari customers, you know, they're guys that worked at Google or whatever, and they kind of IPO'd and made their dough, and they're like, I want to buy a Ferrari, and they go to uh, our our local one. Right, Silicon Valley. Is Silicon Valley Ferrari. Also owned by Giacomo until just recently. Across from, like, a porn shop and stuff. Um, and you'd go there, and they would say, I want to buy a new Ferrari, and they'd say, basically, they go, no, but you can buy this used, like, 430 that we have, Yeah, you know, that was just basically traded back to us. That and this, so they would sell you this 430 for like way over what it was worth, basically. And they say, if you buy that, then you could get an out, you could basically get a car that comes in maybe in a year from now or right. something. And you're not able to order one, you can't special order one, but you can get a car that we might have come in. And right. then we'll buy that 430 back. And then we'll buy the 430 back and we'll sell <laughs> it to the next we'll dude. Rip, we'll rip the 430. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're doing that, but what they're doing that with is like, so the, the 12 cylinder everybody wants is the A12. The one that nobody wants is the Luso. And then the mid-engine that they want. So they make is you the, buy a Luso. Is the F8, but the one that nobody wants is the California or the Portofino, right? Yeah. So they make you buy the Luso or the Portofino. Yeah. You have to have it for six months. You can put miles on it. You don't put miles on it. It doesn't matter. Um, you're going to buy it at sticker because FNA, Ferrari North America, regulates that all the new Ferraris are bought at MSRP. That's the one thing they do. That way, their very important customer here versus their very important customer over there are both paying the same price. And it doesn't look like there's favorites. Yeah. Even though it does exist, they're trying to regulate it. So what they do then is you, you buy the lesser car, the cars that they don't want. You get one of those and then you got to keep it six months and you give it back to us. We'll either consign it for you or we'll buy it off you. But you're going to lose you know, 20 to $50,000 on that so car. Crazy. And that's the premium you're paying. So you're not paying over yeah. sticker, but you're going to lose that money in the game or in the experience in the washout. And then you can get your car. So if you want one right away, yeah, we might have a car that an order changed yeah. in a year. Or if you have to have your car that's bespoke, okay, we can get you that one, but that's like 18 to 30 months, you know? It seems like it even, like I had a customer, he had, he had a collection of probably like, probably had like 25 Ferraris and, mm -hmm. uh, and they were all red, right? So he got all his Ferraris red, all his Porsches were silver, all his he always had like yeah, cool. the color thing. All his um, Corvettes were yellow. <laughs> he didn't have any Corvettes, he had Mitsubishi Lancer collection. Oh, I though. like this guy. Uh, but I go, I go, what's up with the uh blue 612 over there? It was or it might have been like that tan, that beige, dude. Yeah. Like desert beige or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm like, what's up with that 612? He goes, he just really wanted the Enzo. Oh yeah. Uh so, yeah. so he, they're like basically they threw it. They go, if you buy that car. And that you could skip this, you could basically skip yeah. the line kind of thing, yeah, and get that Enzo, yeah. 
it's so gnarly to me. And I'm like, know, and you're like, why didn't he sell it? He's like, oh, he didn't sell any of his cars. I'm yeah. like, all right, you have to. cool. But well, Porsche's kind of playing that game with. GP. Yeah, they are There's starting now. to yeah. finally get yeah. in there. What, and but a lot of the dealers are, are marking the cars up because it's not regulated. So you know what's what's market value on the up? Is it thirty up? Is it fifty up? Right now, GT3s are really hot. Yeah. Even let's say your take is right, and and the market falls out, but prices plateau. We'll still be paying. Will will people be paying that premium? Will the dealers get that premium on dot twos nine nine two dot two GT3 cars? You know, sports cars, and I think that'll be an interesting. To see how that bears out. Did, did, was Ferrari doing this first or was Rolex doing this first? Because that's Ooh, the same game, same game that the watch yeah. guys play. Right. Um, you cannot go buy a yeah. professional watch. And you, you can go in there, you know, you, a Rolex Daytona white face is $13,000. Yeah. But that's a $50,000 watch. Um, but you can't go get one. You have to buy, you have to buy a stainless steel one or whatever. Well, for, or, you have to go in there and you have to buy your wife a date just of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you'll get allowed to maybe buy uh, just a Submariner. Yeah. Or and, a deep then, <laughs> and then you can get, then you got to buy another, you know, a rose gold $30,000 date just for your wife. And then they'll let you buy an $8,000 Batman, you know, which is the blue and black dial uh, or bezel. And that car at eight or that car, that watch at $8,000 <laughs> is worth, you know, 20, you know, yeah. so it's, it's this game. And if you sell, if you flip one of those professional watches, uh, they will not they'll let you, you get another one. How do you're, they know that? Well, I, well, they expect you to bring it back to them. That's the thing with Ferrari. If, if, well, if no, well, there's no trade-ins with the watches. Well, with, with, well, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But with Ferrari, they, yeah, they want you to sell the, back. The though. dealerships that are really doing this and regulating, right? It's a mm. two-year first right refusal. So if, if you yeah. get that Portofino, in order to get the mid-engine car, you if you're gonna let go of it in less than two years, it has to come back to us. Otherwise, yeah. keep it for two years so we don't have to hear about it from FNA, and then you get the uh, and then you can get the car you you ultimately really want because most yeah. people aren't reaching for the Portofino as their first Ferrari, you know. Yeah, it's a crazy racket that uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't know. These big brands they get away with it and supply and demand, yeah. man. I mean, isn't yeah. that we're just distilling it it's to its you know most. Yeah, pure basic, but, and it takes a lot of restraint to like keep those numbers low. Where like uh, Ferrari, you feel like they're starting to ramp up production, so it might not last forever, right? Yeah. But but uh, well, it'd be interesting if Ferrari started to make a line of cars that people didn't really want quite so much. Like Lambo now has their Urus or whatever yeah. their SUV. But they do want their well, of them. course, but they don't. But it's and, you know, but Lambo's still, never had that. Lambo and the, Lambo makes as many Gallardos w would make as many Gallardos as people would buy, mm -hmm. and then they made even more of the whatever they're called, the oh, Huracans. Right. Yeah, and uh, they they kind of like they make as many as people will buy. Where I don't feel like it, it feels like. A Lambo's more of a new money car. It, sure it always is. has been. Yeah. It it's sure like is. anyone can buy a Lambo, sure not anyone is. can buy a Ferrari. It's the American yeah. jackass. And then and just 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 to tell you how Ferrari's diluting the brand, uh the Perswang is come I can't say it correctly, but that they've got an SUV coming down the pike. It's oh, yeah, it's yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Testing yeah. And that's the smart way to do it because then they can move more of those with and still keep their sports cars special, just like uh Cayenne's and Panamera's keep just 911s make on the floor. A Cayman competitor. That's all we need. Adina the Alpha, for, the Alpha for, 4C, yeah. that that 4C, carbon yeah. monocoque yes. thing. Yeah. Can you imagine if Ferrari dropped Dude, a V6 in that thing? Yeah. That, that would have been Get rid of the hybrid car. stuff. Make a Get rid of the, motor. what's that engine I had? The Dodge motor? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Tiger the Shark or whatever. Tiger Shark, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that um, thing. So, Deep, you're in San Francisco still. Yep. And what do you have in the stable currently? Uh, okay, so I have... 
my father's old 1969 Alpha Duetto. It's oh. a 1750. Beauty, what um, color? Uh, it's red, but it's like a Pininfarina red, which is kind of like a tomato orange Dark. kind of color. Oh, yeah, oh. it's like an orangey red. Cool. And then um, I purchased back my father's th- that nine the 124 Sport Coupe that we took to France, which has Whoa. the oh, Tour man. Auto livery on it and a 1600 cc motor. My mechanic has a two liter 16 valve racing Abarth motor with an Abarth gearbox and like, you know, clutch and flywheel and do dual Weber 48s. I mean, this thing's a beast, 240 horsepower. My car makes like 115. So you imagine Damn. like how much faster that car be. So it is my intention to pour a ludicrous amount of money, money yeah. into that car and, and bring it back, but bring it back something that we go on this rally and, and be up front. Like it's, yeah. it'll be a really fast car. Yeah. So that's, I'm really excited to do that. Cause it took me a couple of years to, to get the car back and I have and Very finally cool. got the title and stuff. Um, uh, Tundra Esther, my wife drives a uh, Cayenne diesel. Huh. Um, I have an 84 wide body Carrera and then I just picked up the car you saw today, the uh, 86 190 2.3 16 valve. And, and I'll do the, at least do the suspension on that car. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, you, you, you were talking, we saw that car, your 124 in the garage the other day, and it has all the original stickers from the race he's talking about, uh, you know, back in the nineties. Oh, and he's yeah. like, Oh, I'm thinking of repainting. I'm like, what the F are you talking uh, about? Why would you possibly? So I'm here yeah. to publicly shame you, Thank you. out of making Fair what play. color is that one? Mistake. It, it's also that. Yeah. That it's red? like, Ro- it, it looks like Rosso Chiaro. Like it's, it's like, so show us some pictures if you have. So one. is that kind of like Rosa Corsa or is it more like orange? It, no, it's more like Rosa Corsa. Yeah. Yeah. But like the predecessor to Rosa. Gotcha. Corsa. Where alphas are usually a deeper, darker That's red. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's fair enough. You got to tell them the story about getting the duetto back because oh, that, that was lost for a bit of time too. It wasn't sold to someone else. It was just left in France while you guys were going to do a race, but your father uh, unfortunately got sick. And then also he, Dave is looking for pictures to show Warren. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, in 2001 was kind of a rough year for everybody. If you remember, um, we had the demise of the dot-com, uh, we had September 11th and in that same calendar year, my dad was, uh, diagnosed and then, you know, terminally, and then six months later had passed away. So as we roll into 2002 and, and we have this like small stable of fun Italian cars, um, we, things were really tough for us with my mom and my sister around the restaurants and, and what we were going to do. So she's like, you got to sell the cars. And I was like, I don't want to sell the cars. They're my cars. You got to sell the cars. Anything you sell, you can always buy it back later and that sort of thing. So I went about and sold all these Fiats and Alphas. And even uh, there was a fiberglass Ferrari in there and a few, you know, just, just a few really cool cars. And they were all modestly priced. Like even the fiberglass Ferrari with 30,000 miles on it was like a $35,000 car. So it wasn't yeah, like yeah, exotic, then, but, yeah. but it was what, neat that we had now? Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they did touch that for a fiberglass minute. Ones, yeah. yeah. They did touch that. So ironically in April of 01, before my dad was diagnosed, my dad and my sister had taken this 69 alpha and they did the tour de France auto, the tour auto in that car. And the car was still in Europe. My dad comes home, goes to the doctor and then finds out he's terminally ill. So the car had just kind of gotten banned in there. So Rafi, the family mechanic, a couple of years later, I finally went to him and I said, Hey, can you reach out to this mechanic that's holding this car and see if he like, first of all, just see if he still got it. And then what do we owe him? And can we get the car released and bring it home? Rafi's shop is near um, San Francisco airport. So like it's the airport, you got South San Francisco. And then on the East side of the city, there's a little town called Brisbane. And then you come up and you cross Alamany and you're in San Francisco. So the, the really quick version is Rafi's got a, a, a friend of his who's middle Eastern living in Paris and speaks French. They went down to the coast in Nice and got the car, brought it, 
put it up in La Havre and uh, put it in a container and shipped it. So like three months go by and I'm like, Hey, by the way, we're like, where's my car? Like it shouldn't it be here by now. And they're like, Oh yeah, no, it's, it's there. It's at the part. It's in customs. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, to, just hang on. They'll probably reach out to you. Two more weeks go by. Like what's going on with the car? I'm like, I don't know. You know, da, da, da. and then like one more time they're like, no, it's there. It's, it's like, Michael, it's, this is like two months, three months drag on after the voyage. And they're like, Michael, the car is sitting at the port in customs in Brisbane. You just have to go get it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. There is no port in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. And so we're contact the, the shipping company and the car is sitting unclaimed at the port on the dock in Brisbane, AUS instead of Brisbane, US. Oh no. Can you believe that? I mean, it was like, oh, and I'm, and I'm like, you know, it's my, it was like the last connection to my dad. All the other cars but were how gone did at that this point. Mistake because I have no idea. They I don't ship cars to Brit. There's no, yeah, there's there is no, a port in Brisbane. I mean, Wait, yeah, there, Brisbane's, not, Brisbane's on the water. But for shipping cars, I feel like they all go to East well, they, Bay. Like, they would, but if this is where the car was destined to, that's where it wound up. I, I can't yeah, explain yeah, it to you. Yeah, yeah. And again, this was like, I don't know, it's not pre-internet, but like I just like there was no way to go figure this thing out. And I feel like somebody's shining me on and they stole the car and they couldn't explain to me that the car was gone. Like nobody would just tell me the truth about it. I was so upset. Like I just, it was like tearing me apart. And I like the further the car seemed, the more I wanted it. And the more it felt like somebody was like, it was like a ruse. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then like a, like a week after that news drops, what they said to me is look, they can submit the car there, accept it. And then the, the, like the government is going to tear that car up. You like you picture with a knife, on the seat cushions and see, make sure it's not oh, a drug mule. Right. Yeah. Or the car has to be returned to center. I mean, it's going to go back oh, to La Havre and then it can be re, you know, put a new shipping envelope on it and throw it and it'll come, it'll come back to the Bay area because I knew that the deep water port is East Bay somewhere. Yeah. So I took the ladder cause I didn't want them to tear the car apart, assuming that the story was legit and that's what happened. But the irony was that the car spent about seven months on saltwater. You know what I mean? Like, from La Havre on the ship oh, to the port, back to La Havre, and then back to the oh to the U.S. God. So when the car came to me, Is that like Russian steel or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. And so by the time car arrived to me, every piece of steel in the car, every nut and bolt, and all like the there's like little hangers like where the top, everything. top everything was bright orange. Everything brake disc bright orange. So like then the car arrives and it was like I couldn't drive it for four months and I had to throw another seven grand at it to oh get to, to de-rust the car and get it running. And of course, you know, like the fuel filter's not working good. The brakes are sticking. So like then, you know, a year later, you throw another seven grand at it. Now the car kind of runs and, and, um, you know, it's, it's fun, but it wasn't my favorite car, but it's the one I wound up with because it was so far away. I wish, I wish the Fiat Dino spider was that far away and we could have kept that. Seriously. But anyway, it's nice that we have it. My sister probably uses it more than I do, but I, I did track down the 124 and that's the car I'm excited to restore that, that car, nice. that car actually, they, they, they're surprising handling cars. Huh. And when you look at it and you're like, that's, like that, you just kind of like shine at it. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. I'll be right there. Nice. I, I've got a question for my partner, Michael Deeb, mm -hmm. and I've already asked him this, but I'm, again, <laughs> using the power of the public and shame <laughs> to try to get him to make the right decision. The 124 is sitting there right now, yeah. and it's not running. It's sitting in that garage, yeah. and you're sitting there going, oh, I'm going to put this fancy blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's whatever. that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, fine, do that, but... Why down. wait? Yeah. How hard would it be to get that thing running right now and so, drive it until you can get so, the other doing. I hadn't considered that on my own. So I'll give you all the credit for saying that, which is <laughs> absolutely fair. The other thing is, believe it or not, JB, like right when I got to Vegas in 2017, 
um, I had been bugging. Uh, it was like an old chef that worked for my dad that wound up buying the car because he knew my dad. He never drove the car. He just really loved my dad, had it and, and, and maybe, you know, drove it around the block with his kid, but never went out and used it and probably hadn't registered it in like 10 years. And he bought the car in 2002 and I just got it back from him in 17. So we had 15 years. He, sh I sent him the money. He released the car and I had it towed to Rafi's shop. And then he didn't have the title. And then he stopped answering my calls. He's like, not well. Uh -huh. So I've owned the car for three and a half years without having a title on. I'm just holding the metal and uh, I've got yeah. nothing for it. So finally this year, as we're like coming out of COVID, Esther and I like, like, all right, let's sit down and do this. And we did a lean sale. We did a basically a yeah, yeah. forged a lean sale. Um, Whoa, don't say that. well, but like, you know, like the, what, <laughs> I know he paid, I know, he paid yeah. for storage at my place and yeah, never yeah, paid yeah. me. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we absorbed the car, um, which is all on the level. And plus we sent things to his address. So it, it was all legit. But, um, anyway, so I am, as you're saying this to me, this is the first time where I can actually consider it because I've got the title. I can go. Yeah. Cause forever. I, I finally it was registered it. Do, so yeah. now if I were to go and spend 1500 bucks to get it's it running yours, or 2500, yeah. I can go do it. Is that, so is that, that shop kind of like off six a little bit? Like if you go off the freeway and you go, yeah. Um, do you know where the cow palace is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you come down that street and you hit Bayshore uh, okay. Boulevard, if you turn right to go south towards the airport, the yeah. very first light, you would make a left. And it's called Industrial Way. Oh, okay. Rafi's got the pitch, the pit stop on, on Industrial Way. And he's been there for a long time. He restores all these incredible vintage cars, cars at Pebble, cars on rallies, oh, cool. a bunch of Fiat 8Vs in there, which are all made by different coach makers. And they're all two comma cars. He's got a couple of Gullwings in there and he's an wow. alpha specialist. And then Yuri, our good friend, drove this 912 on Brandon's rally. Brandon's Sunday, rally, yeah. yeah. And was kind of keeping up with uh, JP. So we were throwing totally keeping we were, up. We were throwing mad props at Yuri. Like, Yuri, like, that's legit. And he's like, well, it's Rafi's 912. And uh, he kind of yeah. set it up. So it's a really good car. And I've driven a few times, so I'm comfortable in it. So as we're joking about this Porsche being a good car to Rafi, Rafi says to us, <laughs> he says, Oh, no, no, you say he it. says nothing compares to a Porsche. And I never heard him say that. He's such a die in the wool <laughs> alpha guy. Funny. Turns out he's a closet Porsche fanatic. So it was pretty neat stuff. We That's call funny. him P cars around here, actually. P cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Popcorn. He would smack you if you called it a P car. Rafi? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah he that would. just screams. That just screams like a in, in, well, internet. Yeah. Or, yeah Rafi's Armenian. Like he came over here from another country. So uh, he'd yeah. be like, <laughs> and my dad would do the same thing because my dad also wasn't born here. He'd be like, so American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is all, it's it called better a Porsche. to drive a 115 mile or 115 uh, horsepower car? Uh, yes. Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yeah. yes. Then the way to drive, to drive the 240. Yeah, uh, that's the. I'll get it fixed. I, next, the next 1500 I make, I'll throw it. I'll yeah. get that car running. I think all of us have been in that situation where you, you know, you might talk to the guy. Hey, mm -hmm. I see that uh, 2002 in your driveway. Have yeah. you ever thought about selling it? Yeah, I'm gonna get around to that. Uh, and then you know, 20 years later, you see the thing. Yeah like sinking into the earth and <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, yeah now it's a, uh, now I don't want it. Yeah. And he didn't fix it up. And now it's going to a junkyard yeah. or something, you Way know? Yeah. Go. yeah. Yeah. All right. The next DWA rally needs to see that. Yep. Okay. Oh, done. All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah, it's too old for Radwood. <laughs> yeah. 72. Trivia time. I think so. Anything else you want to add before we no, move on? I'm, All right. I'm talked out. I need water. It's trivia time. Yeah, that's right. Game show? That's Our right. show is basically prices right only with cars instead of washing machines. And no prizes. And, and way heavier right. theme song. 
that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, our opening track you're welcome. wakes you up. It's, uh, if you're not awake by the time our show opener is on, yeah. you better be now. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of like it. Um, I do, too. Um, it's wrong on me. It's absolutely wrong on me. There was a recently a 101 carat diamond was sold. It's uh, the most expensive jewel ever purchased. With what type of payment? No. Oh, was it crypto? Is that an crypto? Crypto, crypto. Yeah, of course. Uh, dude, uh, hundred and one. Did carat. I get a pair of Vans? Can I keep them? Yeah, dude, you got it. You <laughs> by the way, check out this diamond. Oh, that's wow. a freaking nature. Jeez, Wait, how much was it? Oh, it's a hundred one carat, and it's about the size of a golf ball. Oh, we're guessing it's, how much? It's a teardrop shape. Yeah. Any guesses? It's what like this an thing egg, costs? dude. It's like the um, si- oh, two hundred thirty four million. This is bid nerd number one, two thirty four. $234 million? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I'm sure it was in the millions, but question is, question is how much is that in uh, Bitcoin, right? So, <laughs> Well, no, you could you give me the dollar. It's to 100 grand. I'm like, saying it was 25 Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, do the math, carry the one. What does that mean? What does a Bitcoin cost these days? 50 grand? 35 grand. Oh, oh they're down to 35? Yeah. Give me a dollar amount. I have no idea what it is. Okay, I, I'll say 1.5 mil. Okay, no, one point five and two hundred. One point five. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Sure. dude. I want to. I'll buy that. For one. <laughs> we got a two hundred thirty-five million here and a one point five here. Two hundred thirty-four million. Sorry, two hundred thirty-four. Let's go fifteen million. Like fifteen. Fifteen. Dude. I'm not up on my diamonds. I like I got out of it a couple years ago. Same here. I, I, I used own a Mitsubishi be, Diamante. Oh yeah, which helps. But I used to be so. I used to be so on top of it, but I lost my subscription to the magazine. Your car Diamond, have, does your car have Antwerp plates? It does. Um, <laughs> Diamond monthly. I'll say half a billion. Five hundred million. Yep. Yeah. That's these, hey, these nut jobs on this side of the table. Yeah. Deep is closer. Deep like basically wins everything. Twelve point <laughs> three million. Oh, it seems like <laughs> what a deal! What a deal! Fifteen, and I was close. I was right there. All right, Whoa. next one. An unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario 64 sold at auction Sunday. Oh, I, I, I think I saw that. Wait, go last. this yeah, yeah. was a while ago or no? Sunday. Uh, just past. Oh, okay. That was a different one. I was. I was yeah, was we, I that? think it was actually a console. This is just the game. Yeah. Super no, there was Mario. a game. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Super Mario 64 unopened in the box, sold at auction. 64 is a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. That's not even like that cool. Okay. No. Super Mario 64. So it was part of... Uh, on Nintendo 64. Yeah. Not yeah. Super, oh, not it's super si- Nintendo. It's not even Super yes, Nintendo. The name is That's 64. not even that cool, dude. That's not even that old. Isn't that like brand new? Yeah. Calm down. I know. Lane, Lane's going to throw a rod. No, uh, put the gun yeah. away. Come on, man. Don't shoot Don't the messenger. Don't cut me. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, my God. Unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario yeah, 64. Yeah. Okay. Some bullshit no one ever I played. Exactly. Story. I don't uh, know. I'm going to say 64 grand. Mm-hmm. For a video game, sixty-four yeah. grand. Okay, we have sixty-four grand from Lane. Fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand from JP. Yeah, I'm gonna go like one hundred and fifty grand. One hundred fifty grand. Yeah. One million five hundred and sixty thousand okay. okay. dollars. Why? 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 Yeah, that doesn't make sense. This is <laughs> <laughs> the first time a single video game has ever sold for more more than one million dollars. And, you know, it's the first video game that featured the world-famous Mario character in 3D. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, Wait, why? The game received the highest possible A, 
plus plus grade from video game grading company Wada Games Heritage Auctions sold it for one point five six million. I'm gonna ask you again, why? It's A plus. And how much is that game at um, Lane? It's A plus plus. How much is that game unopened? All right, opened at um, GameStop. GameStop, fifty cents. Yeah. By the way, at the flea market. Say what you want about nine nine sixes. Yeah. We should have been buying fucking unopened video games and just stacking them away. Wasn't there a super? There was a Super Mario Bros. Like uh, NES. I swear, one of those went for like two hundred grand or something a while ago, and that was crazy. But that seems like a more valuable thing. It's old. We're talking about Nintendo sixty four. I know. It's how is there not that many? Like these are un. You can't find one. I don't get it. You think there'd be a ton, a box of them somewhere, right? That's also one of the the difference between an unopened and and like the kid just having one that he bought that you could buy right now for fifty cents at like at at Cymbaline Records or wherever it is. You know, that that store closed twenty years (laughs) ago. I was looking for last (laughs) Lane Skelton AF. (laughs) I was looking for last minute gifts for uh, White Elephant Christmas. Thing uh-huh. yeah. just this last Christmas, I'm in the mall and they had this little thing that was the size of a cell phone that had every Nintendo every game, game. right? Yeah, yeah. And it was fifty bucks, so I so, bought like yeah. Eight of them. And that's yeah. my point, <laughs> I guess. When you're talking about like a nine nine six, you're like, okay, so you could buy a nine nine six with like ze- with like zero miles on it for a hundred grand, or uh-huh. you can buy another one for. 50 grand. It's not like this where it's 50 cents or one point what? Five, six million. One point five I don't million get it, dollars dude. for an unopened. And there's Again, no experience the with the nobody's ever gonna and take you can't it even out play of it. AA plus packaging. Yeah. So like it's not even gonna wind up in a museum. So so all you have it. to worry about is damaging that packaging. Yeah. Which will happen. Okay, so was that a smart purchase at 1.5? <laughs> yeah, come on, bid nerds. Oh uh, god. Was that bought with crypto as well? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So any car that you're going to 1.5 million or 8 ETH. <laughs> Imagine trying to explain that purchase to anybody. I mean, as right. the person who bought it. Yeah. Uh, it well, just, imagine try the, imagine explaining fast food to a kid from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, I bet he'd be stoked though. He would ex- understand that. No, but like, he wouldn't understand you. I'm sitting in my car while it's idling, burning oh, yeah, fossil yeah. fuels, and while in somebody one else minute, is cooking it for me. In one they minute. It, they but that sounds it. kind of amazing, probably. <laughs> but their head would still explode. Yeah, they would explode. The same way you explode when way. you explain a vi- unopened yeah, video yeah. game for 1.5. They wouldn't this even is... know what a video game is. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what a video game is. <laughs> Anyways, I don't that's get a it. trivia. That's it's, it. That's it? Those that's are good, it. though. That's it. Man. That's it. At least they had to do with cars. Diamonds and I Mario Brothers. Sound effects for nothing? All right, uh, bid nerds, give us, some, uh, give us some info on how they find you. You can find us on the rally on the side of the road, uh, podcasting yeah. and taking selfies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't be able to keep up, so we're just going to bring the gear and uh, do some podcasting on the side of uh, some street. Now, uh, bid nerds, your daily nerd out is happening every Monday through it's pretty much Monday through Thursday. Um, oh, Fridays are done. We, well, well, we'll probably bring back some Fridays, but so the weather's nice. JP's yeah. got this really cool nine nine one that he doesn't like to brag about. Uh. And and in Vegas, they had this thing called the Breakfast Club Rally, and they go not on the Breakfast Club. Rally. I just, I know, just, I'm just kidding. But like it, you're out driving. Yeah, we go out and drive in the morning on Friday morning. Yeah, he has his yeah. priorities. Get out and drive, mate. Yeah. Because That's we've been correct. doing it for so long, I still get up on Fridays without the alarm, and uh-huh. I just stare at my list of cars that is going to be yeah. read, and nobody's going to know. You're that furious. I have them all you just right. do it. You could just go live with it. I might. Just, you might. I might. Just I just, do, uh, I didn't have permission, but I got it now. So Monday through Thursday, yeah. you guys basically pick five cars. 
you guys guess what they're going to close for on all the auction sites. And then you also review the previous days. We guesses. start out every episode with how wrong we were the previous yeah. day. That is correct. <laughs> and I think that's the best part of the show because it keeps you coming back. Does it worst part of the show? Well, no, I like the 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 whole uh, format is that the format you're guessing, you don't know the answer until the next day, so you have to tune in for that day, then you guess again, and yeah, and then you hear you guys like either you know pat each other on the back or (laughs) yell at each other for being idiots, you know, and not knowing anything. Competition. It it, that is the that's kind of what we really enjoy about the show is the fact that everyone can play along, Um, and most of the time other people are better at it than us, and it's fun that way because and you've you've both been on the show. Bradley Brennell. Uh, Bradley Brennell. (laughs) That's the word. He's my favorite punching bag. I mean, (laughs) guest. You guys have both been on the show, and I mean what. It's fun the rest of the day going back and looking yeah, at the results, right? I mean, it's sure. like, what do you think of yeah. being on the show? Yeah, it's 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 super fun. Um, I do feel like uh, every time I've been, I try not to play it safe. I try to just do what I think. Mm, yeah. So I try not to listen to like what Deeb picks or whatever. Smart. I know you guys kind of play the game. Like yeah. John will be like, I know it'll go for one twenty, but I'm just gonna say one twelve because you said one eleven. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like yeah, it's like stuff yeah. like that. So it's you guys play the right rules. For you me, guys yeah. play the game a yeah. little more, and, yeah. and but that's also why it's cool to have guests because I think yeah. at least when I go out, I try and be like what I actually think, yeah. whether I have knowledge or not in that car. You know, so. Warren, what did you think about being on the show? I felt like a you failure. Really no, you were actually really good. No, I, I didn't. I was not as uh, sharp as I expected to be. It's yeah. a hard game to play. I watched Warren. He was really good. I'm very impressed with you guys. So it's that. funny because like like we've been doing it for a while, and then every once in a while we like reach out to a guest or tell somebody about the show. Um, you were on the show a couple times. He was on was, twice. Or yeah, but there was one you came on, and I think the cover car was like a lizard green GT3 RS. Oh or something. yeah. You were on that show, and I thought that that was one of the best shows we had done, where the just the the flow of the show and everything yeah. went really well. And I was always suggesting let's send that show out. And then JP had another show that was like yeah, favorite, better one, the Overcrest guy, right? <laughs> I like Lane's all. Yeah, Warren wasn't very good on it, which is how <laughs> well, I felt. It was, good. it was a good episode because <laughs> well, we, Lane didn't even make the yeah. cut. I mean, oh, like, that's true. That's, that's true. fast up. No, yeah. so one of the uh, you one put of the things Chris we, from Overcrest. Over I did. I did. I picked Warren. Jeez. Yeah, thank Man. you. <laughs> the uh, we're con- we've wow. considered making uh, uh, huh. adding parody the program, which may which would be better for Deeb, not as good for me. I don't know if it would be more entertaining. The idea was that we would lock in our numbers Blind before bids. Blind bids, oh, Blind well, bids like and then reveal. So he would introduce the car. I would yeah. say something about the car and then we'd be like, okay, what's your bid? But we would had to have written them down. Like, I like that. Using, yeah, like, I like that. I actually like it like because that. I feel like uh <laughs> deep gives, I always feel like I want to guess before deep gives all the, all his opinions on it mm. too, because I want to be like, I want to get credit for me either messing, like That's fair. being That's a totally fuck fair. up or being right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be influenced. I don't want it to be like, oh, fuck, Deeb just fed me all this stuff. <laughs> but I'm right? honestly, because so, I want that because yeah. there's some cars where I'm like, well, That's true. Knows. I do yeah, like no, it when I, he's, I, yeah, I don't know. I do like that. He's, like, I don't know. I do like that, that he's pointing yeah. out like this car looks exactly. like it has a respray or this points. car has like, yeah. you could see like the tires are bad and mismatched, you know, whatever stuff like that's obviously good. But when, when, when he, when, uh, when Deeb goes into, you know, I think these are on the up. You know, we saw one go for 35 last week. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I have a number. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm, what am I going to do? Go with my 20,000 guests that I had in my head? No. I'm like changing my mind, right? So I think, uh, like, winning is not as, like, winning it is not that important right now. Yeah, because yeah. it's all just based on 
you're basically just trying to go under or over whoever yeah. just did it. Yeah. Uh, but I, so I kind of like a little, the competition aspect would be a little more fun maybe, but, yeah. it, but it would like I said, more I think it's enjoyable the way it yeah. is, but right. I'm just saying like, here, here, I have an idea, right? Cause like I put a bid down when I, when I'm teeing up the, my notes for the next day, I put my first bid down and then we'll go and we'll start talking about the car. And I, yeah. I think whatever I think about it and I know whatever I know about it. Well then as soon as he talks, Nine times out of 10, I'm going to learn something new about the car. Plus, I'm going to be influenced by his opinion of the car, right. which is hilarious because all the time he'll shit on a car and then bid over. And I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, like, yeah. like, You just said this but, car was terrible. And then you went the high band. But that can make it even better where you're like, damn, I really effed up. And well, you're and like, here's so, my bid. And I, it's but I, 110, but I, I don't agree with it. It's exactly right. Right. So and then sometimes I change my bid live. Right. I'm like, well, now I don't feel strong about I, it. So I change my bid. So if we do blind bids, what, what I'm, all I'm going to say is if we start doing blind bids, as close as we tend to be right now, if we do blind bids, we'll be all over the place, yeah. which will really start to make us look like. I it. like yeah. it, and that'd be funny. I mean, I think it'd be way more entertaining when we just will be honest. Yeah, it's more honest. And like, yeah. so when we are on, I you guys talk shit about me the next day just because I beat you, but I got a, <laughs> exactly. You're I my got, least favorite guest. I got a Yahtzee on an E36 M3, which is why you've and never I been invited had, back. Uh, at first, I was like 19, and then I saw it had subwoofers in the back, <laughs> and I changed my guest to. I changed my guest to. 17 yes. like or maybe i was at like 20 and i changed it to 17 no, 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 you're or something right, like that 19 to 17 yeah and i was like nope it. i'm like never mind 17 <laughs> yeah. and we're like meanwhile we're talking about how it's a twenty-five thousand dollar car maybe right, right and right. i'm like eh, 19 and i'm like nope never mind 17 <laughs> and, and uh they're the next day they're like well usually we don't let people change but they changed it to 17 i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It was princess, princess skeleton needed to change her yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah by the way there's another there's another factor to this that you guys are really good at is you know what the different auction platforms do yeah. because you will say if this car was on X, Y, and Z, right. it would do this. But since it's on P car market, I know that it's going to do this. And I don't have that knowledge, knowledge as much. Like no. I don't look at P car market. You don't follow stuff right. like they do. But like, like bring a trailer. I, I recognize that they yeah. have, you, you would know, only inflated. follow the other auction sites. If you don't like owned your own auction site, well, that's the only reason I follow them, yeah, right. but only if it's cars that are relevant to our thing. So, you know, for example, your BMW X five M where you're like, Oh, but it's on cars and bids. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Is that, yeah. is that lower? Is that better? Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We, I mean, look in the end, like we have fun with it. We're, I, I always, sort of describe it as we're inviting you into that conversation we're having at cars and coffee. Yeah. You know, like we're standing in the parking lot mm -hmm. talking about results from the week on the auction sites that we probably noticed for sake of argument. Everybody yeah. noticed that blue nine, nine, six that went for an absurd amount of money because it yeah. didn't make any sense. So we're all trying to figure it out. Um, but then, you know, I, as we're nerds and we're self deprecating, I also want to share everything I know. And he's the same way. And we're, fairly decent at explaining yeah, yeah. things, uh, even if we get a little abstract or, or whatever. And so we try to educate the buyers. Like if you're looking at it, you know, there might be a deal to be had on cars and bids. We used to think there were deals to be had. I certainly had one in the winter last year on my Mercedes, but if I took that car even back to B car market, I would yeah. expect to get retail for it, you know, yeah, yeah. Say that kind of thing. And so we're, we're, we're just trying to offer what we're seeing. No, and, and, and if you, if you're paying attention to the show, I'm hoping you learn something. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. Cool. I Absolutely. haven't been invited cool. back since I had an argument with Deeb. No, you were invited back, but you were busy. That was the, I was, that would have been you three, that would have been three days in a row. By JP, the way, Jimmy, he was getting that, his nails done. You know, that would have been three <laughs> days. I went to forest Google works the next day and I forgot I had that plan that I was going up to a shop, but that would have been three days in a way but i had a fight with deep 
Lane, I thought um, you were gonna take my seat when I was on about holiday. Hour, that was then. It, that yeah, was yeah, that week. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I was on yeah, it two couple, days. Yeah, which is great. Um, but <laughs> uh, we were we were arguing about a my wife thanks you. We were arguing about an R one oh seven five hundred SL. That's right. And yeah, we took and <laughs> SLC. He, I want I need to oh yeah, it was an SLC, yeah. but Euro market car. Yeah. And uh I was like watching the next day and I I, I needed to clear this up too. Yeah. I wasn't saying that car didn't exist. I was saying the 5.0 was not an original badge. That's the only oh, thing okay. because Fair so that was my that yeah. was what I was saying, and yeah. you thought I said, "Oh, they didn't make them or something." Well, th- yeah, and I'm like, "No, were, they I'm, just didn't." I'm saying the badging wasn't correct on yeah, the car, yeah, so yeah. they they yeah. didn't come with a 5.0 on them. They just had the 500. Wait, SL Euro, or SLC. I thought a Euro did have a 5.0, I, and I did too, uh, which is why it, I argued I don't with know, you. But I, and I, you and guys I, should go back yeah, and watch the episode on and see that argument on Bid Nerds today. There you go. Go watch that episode. Anyways, or you could dust R107. There was. <laughs> a really cool i we had three five we had Separate three your, uh, 500 sls cycling. at our at our my last place and i don't think any of them had it i want to say they That's did but but all the all the cars that were sold domestically were 4.5 liters no and, no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but okay. even though the first ones were called three 350 sls that's right but they that's were right. 4.5 but i'm almost were, yeah. positive an slc they made an slc 5.0 euro they did and it right. was it was a 5.0 batch that's that. I'm, that's what I'm I knew. Ninety-five percent sure. But that's it true. also had the five hundred SLC then, because this one had both on the no. trunk. It felt weird to me. It's it's it a four fifty SLC five liter, and it's because it was a five liter motor and had then aluminum uh, yeah. bonnets and special it's a special car. Or whatever. It was the homologation special pre SEC. Not, not yeah, rally but racing like WRC, but like oh long God. distance rallying. And yeah. But yeah. weren't five hundred still? They were called five hundreds. But this wasn't a five hundred. It, it was a four fifty SLC with a five it was the introduction of the five liter. They were like weird. 77, 78, 79. Yeah, yeah. So that's the early expensive. ones. And early like 83. Only they came with three-speed automatics. You couldn't even get a manual. Well, all, yeah. yeah, and then 83s, they were called like 500. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And then yeah. the SEC came out and the yeah. SLC went away. Um, the, I feel like I was right. Uh, I think you, were. you probably were. Um, <laughs> I'll never be back to this show. I think, <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I think all the ones that we had were like 82, 83, right. 84, 85 yeah. uh, euros. Yeah, and they were f- badged 500 yeah. SL. So yeah. we on the back. We, uh, JP staying with us at the house, and we're doing the show before the rally. Yeah, just hanging, instead of going back to Vegas. And my neighbor has a, a 450 SL. Yeah, and he started his car this morning, and it sounded like somebody fired up an offshore racing boat. Oh. And he and I ran to the window to see what it was, and it's my neighbor in this R107. Am I yeah, saying yeah, that correctly? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, clearly his cat has come undone from yeah. the top because it sounds like it's coming right out of the headpipes. This thing sounded like a truck. It was. Uh, no, it didn't sound good. So loud. Yeah, it sounded like a race car. It was That's unbelievable. That's kind of cool. And it was an SL. There yeah. was a really... So, so a Radwood, did you guys see the silver... Um, it was like flags, 450. Flags. Yeah, and yeah. it had um, the over fenders were black. You know, the chrome over, <laughs> oh, over yeah. fenders? Yeah. And it was lowered on like BBS wheels. Yeah, like, yeah. It looked rally pretty tribute. good. Like the rally, and I think it had a black, did it have black hood? Yeah. So, you know, the rally Which ones. Was supposed to be a fiberglass hood, right? Had black. It looks yeah. good, yeah, dude. Yeah, they neat, look kind of dope. Look. They drive very squishy, though. Yeah. They're, well, and that's why I thought that that five liter, the, the 450 five liter, yeah, that's yeah. a rare car. That's kind of a. A, a hum, as it's a homologation oh, special, yeah, it's was, like yeah. a GT3, right? So it was, and they alum- had aluminum uh, uh, hood and right, trunk right, right, hood right, right. And all right. That. It was 240 horsepower and 300 pound foot of torque. Yeah. That's not that's a bad, bad ass car. in the late 70s. That yeah, that's a cool car. This oh. is an example of a car that I really don't know a whole heck of a lot about, yeah. and that's kind of why we chose or 
I chose the format, making him bid first because ninety percent of the cars <laughs> he chooses. Yeah, like yeah. when we're doing the home, he does more homework than oh, I do. Oh yeah, so for the sure. five cars a day. Sometimes I'll I'll participate in that, but usually I don't see the cars till I'm loading them. Oh, up that, that day. makes sense. So you, you're going, you're thinking mm-hmm. you would basically always lose. Because he's especially when he's picking Italian cars and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that Has is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something. He yeah, is. Yeah. He. I think I got a flush once. He's flushed me like three or four times where he got all five right in the same day. Dang. And then uh, it's really funny how it happens more than like a million times. Um, he'll get four and I'll only win one. And it, it, inevitably it'll be the last lot. Like it is like, yeah. Oh God, he's going to crush me. He's going to crush me. And then I'll be like, Esther, I won the last one. I'm not going to like, you know, punch yeah, the wall. You know? Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. And you go into the, the dog, next day, you know? like as a winner, you yeah, know, that's pretty funny. But, uh, and then it's vice versa. Yeah. I'll win all of them. And he'll get the, I'm like, I'm going to flush Polnick, you know, and then he'll get the last one. I'm like, F that guy. You know? so yeah. If I, we ever get anyone watching the show, we intend to give price prizes. You know, mm. we want people to play along. We want people to put, you know, we want to hear people's bids in the comments. I feel like yeah. at some point, if we get enough people, that's why we do the show live. Yeah. We don't have enough viewers live right now to really make a robust, like, super chat. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if Would at some cool. point, when as the audience grows and we get enough people to play along live, we we're, it'd be more than fun to be able to say, hey, Joe yeah. Blow 69 yeah, uh, bid, yeah. bids this. Right. And, uh, you know, and we're saying at the top of the show, hey, whoever, if anybody gets a flush or if anybody Anybody gets a Yahtzee, you get a hat or you get a shirt or something no. like that. And then, so, I mean, if you, it take, it would take a lot of bandwidth to do this, but mm. it'd be cool to have like a toll of listener, like win, right. like yeah. of like the the most wins, fantasy right? Fantasy like, league, yeah, like oh, yeah. fantasy. Yeah. So every day, it's like you're like, oh shoot, Joe Joe Blow has Joe won at fifteen, is really good and yeah. Uh, yeah. and then it'd be cool for guests too to like have a because I'm sure you guys have something. Between you two, you kind of E thirty Warren at yeah yeah, yeah he, like you know Warren 69. Warren's yeah. coming on with a record of yeah you know or Lane's coming on with yeah. a record of this and this if and we get uh, the restaurant where with I feel like I can take my hands off it I want to relocate losses? to Vegas come come back home to Vegas uh-huh. and at which point then either in one of our two garages or if we you know, the economy really does well then maybe a brick and mortar kind of thing yeah. it'd be fun to have a studio and then we could we really could yeah. get to that point that's have not, a board it's not a fan fantasy yeah. for us it's it's like yeah. an intention but like yeah. we're trying to keep it real you know it's like but the top be... gear lap board and i think uh, honestly if we if we do wind up changing the format to a bit like you get to say you say what you want to say about the car i'll say what i want to say about the car and then it's Reveal. all right lock in your bid yeah so that's when we write it down on a on literally a, a dry erase board like a little one with a marker yeah. just write it down like okay Throw up the numbers, yeah. boom! All yeah, right, I start I laughing 15, at the, I say twenty-eight, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's the thing. You guys, yeah. the difference would be really. I mean, oh, yeah. sure, sometimes you guys would be like really close, but yeah. sometimes it would be so oh, different, right. that's, and that's right? for yeah. sure that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be all over the board. Yeah, it'd yeah. be pretty funny. It would be like spraying bullets. Well, I don't you think know? I yeah, flush ever again. But you also because <laughs> yeah. you already have a little bit of a, you already have the knowledge of where the car is at and it's ending the next day. So on that day, oh that day. So a site that has a lot, like Bring a Trailer, always has a lot of action before, and they have a lot of last minute action. But they have, but you know, the car usually get pretty. It'll at least give you an idea that it's not a 
$5,000 car yeah. if it's a $50,000 yeah. car, right? Like, right. Yeah. Um, at least it gives you some kind of barometer of where the car is. Yeah, I mean, like with cars and bids, you can look at there and it's like, Deeb, how many bids are there already? He's yeah. like, four. Okay, that car's DOA. It is not uncommon uh -huh. for a cars and bids car to get no more bids yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the last day. Like, it'll get a bid the day before the auction ends, yeah. and that's, that's it. it. Yeah. You it'll, never it'll see that on BAT. Final flurry. You yeah. never see that on P car. You know, the other yeah, two, yeah. the other two always get, you know, flurries that will go on sometimes yeah. for hours, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. but, but cars and bids, those big three are distinctly different from one another. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do have sort of their own characteristics, yeah. you know, as a result of different audiences, yeah. you know, with different intentions for the cars. And you know, P car with everything's being sold on cars is and bids really is, weird is, too. A, is yeah. practically a daily driver, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's a podcast. That's it. You did it. Is that a record? Boom. Nah, it's up there. drone on for two hours? Two times. Is it over, over? Have you like actually hit stop? Or yeah, the recorder ran out. Bye. Um, <laughs> like so we'll, see you. we'll see you on the rally. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the rally. We'll see the listeners on the rally. Yep. And uh, there's more to come after that. Okay, bye.